everyone to the Two Tongues Podcast. Consider this your invitation to join Kyle and Chris on a journey through our minds. <coughs> where we explore the questions that have fascinated us for as long as we can remember. Could anarchy actually work? Does God exist? And just how did the cosmos get here today? Let me be the Virgil to your Dante. This is the coughing the episode. The to your Lewis and Clark. Let's take the guided tour what? of the dark chambers of our unconscious. Right, I guess we're gonna. I guess we're just gonna jump into this podcast before the uh, intro's over, because everybody's coughing. You into went the with microphone. a long one today. Yeah, why did I do that? I don't know. Here we go. Here we go. Robot man, robot. Cut the music. I still don't think that was a robot. Hello, two tongues audience. What's, What's up, up? y'all? <laughs> hey. Uh, on this, on today's episode, Kyle and Chris are bringing you uh, an intimate conversation with our our very good friend Meatball, who we've talked about on, on occasion. Um, I was just telling Kyle before the podcast that um, Kyle and Matt and I, for the audience, you guys probably know if you remember listening to some of the earlier episodes where we were talking about our history together. Uh, that Kyle is uh, our best bud, the third leg of the, excuse me, Matt is our best bud, Kyle too, the, thir- the third leg of the tripod, and um, and Matt is, the, we give him shouts out from time to time because he's one of our listeners who's always listening every episode and, and will let us know if we miss one too because he's looking forward to it, which is awesome because it's it's one of the only ways that I stay in contact with you, Matt. I love you. I miss you. I don't. We don't talk enough, and I, that's what I was just telling Kyle before we started this thing. But Meatballs on the on the podcast today. How's Matthew, it going, Matthew? Matthew is his name. Matthew Meatball. Hello. Meatball Matthew. Yeah. I love that nickname. Had that name for a long time now. Has been years. You want, you want to explain where that name comes from? How about you do it, bud? Oh, okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Chris Matt is. Uh, why not use your last name there? Like the podcast world doesn't know. Uh, your father long ago. I don't think he even called me Matthew once when I first met him. Nope. He introduced me to Matt. And then, Meatball, how are you doing? <laughs> so, and what am, what am I, 38 now? That was when I was 17. Goodness. Yeah. God I mean, damn, you're 38, man. dude. 38, man. I'm 35. It's it's crazy. Oh, man. That's right, you are. Yep. You guys are both you guys are both right in my right in my tail. Pushing <laughs> forty. So uh I, I will just say the fact that you have a nickname from my family is a it's that's you know, I'm not that's not like it's unique to my family, but when you get a nickname it means that you're in and that they love you. And um, you know. So yeah, take it as absolutely. take it as a as a compliment. Well, if you remember, either both of you remember I was I would always campaign for a nickname because Kyle would give out the best nicknames in our <laughs> that's day. True. That's and true. I would always say I wanted one, but lo and behold, I guess I always had one. We never really used it. Uh, That's true. You know, should have. Meatball seems I, like an Italian person nickname. Yeah, it does. So, you know, I can pretend like I'm Italian, be even cooler than I am. You know, <laughs> it's like a. It, it seems like a. Oh, I guess they did call that dude Andrew Cuomo a meatball. It seems like a racist, like a kind of a racist thing to say about Italian people. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Hey Matt, you remember Boy Meets World? Yeah, of, co- of course you do. I asked you facetiously. I know you remember that show, but we were just talking about it this morning before we started recording because Kyle's wearing these socks. 
that looked like something from 1988. And I said to him, I said, Kyle, I like your socks. They're, it's very Zach Morris of you. And he says, and he says, Zach Morris, what is that? Saved by the bell? And I was like, yes, of course. Zach Morris. He was like, oh, I was always more of a, bo- a boy meets uh, world type of guy. Um, where was it going with this? I don't know. You you <laughs> you watched uh, Saved by the Bell, right, Matt? Yeah, both both those shows were uh, both of parts of each other. Correct. Yeah, not not for me. Just Boy Meets World. Oh, I know why I brought it up because it went <laughs> because in Boy Meets World I got introduced to an Italian insult slur for the first time that I never heard before. Which one? Uh, wop. Wop. Yeah. Wop. Do you I, you probably don't remember that episode? But you, if you remember Uh-oh. Sean Corey's buddy. Was a mm-hmm. you know he was Italian and he was a troublemaker, and it's a, somebody called him a wop, and uh, I had never heard that before. And I also thought it was interesting that like a word existed to to besmirch somebody for being white. That that at that age was a surprise to me. It's like oh, you know, we, we could say nasty words about you just because you're white. So it was kind of like an interesting the first time for me. You know what it means? Wop. No, what does it mean? Without papers, I've heard yeah, right. Yeah, that's Without what papers? I. That's what I heard it means. Mm. You ever heard that insult before, Matt? Mm-mm. Wop. What else? What else you got for Italians? I, Dago. Did you? Wasn't um, Sean's dad Vader on that show? Oh, Vader. You, the wrestler. Goddamn right, the wrestler. wrestler yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know if it was Sean's dad, but I do remember Vader was definitely on that show. No, now, his uncle. Dude, you're uncle. you're thinking that was Ethan Suppley. He was the bully. Uh, Ethan Suppley was on there when he was, when he was big. Oh, Ethan Suppley was on there. You're yeah. right. You're right. That's right. Ethan he's Suppley is still big, big, but he's big in a different way. That dude is fucking jacked now. Have you seen him? I thought, oh, he is. Yeah, he did get jacked. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of jacked, sorry to go this this way, but did oh, you God. did you see um, Evander Holyfield and Tito Ortiz had a boxing match last night? <laughs> no, I didn't yeah. know that. Wait, wait, wait. Tito Ortiz? Not uh, Sorry, and, sorry. B- Vitor Belfort, not Tito Ortiz. Sorry, oh, sorry. I was like, what? But still, nope. Vitor, the MMA former champion, had a boxing match with Evander Holyfield. Did you see any highlights or anything? I saw I saw the news this morning. It said that they stopped the fight in the first round because Vitor was beating the pants off of this old man who could barely stand up in the ring. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, he, he was like 10 years older than Vitor. He's 58 years old. Vitor's like 44. That's weird. Yeah. It's a weird situation. And people paid pay-per-view dollars to see it. You see, either you guys follow these, like, celebrity... I, I don't know. I guess I, I guess they are celebrity fights, but I, when I say celebrity fights, I think of, like, um, like two legit celebrities fighting, like, celebrity deathmatch style. <laughs> um, but it's, like, these internet celebrities, Logan and um, Jake Paul, and they're fighting, like, Floyd Mayweather and Nate Robinson, yeah. the basketball player. You can't escape it, man. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of all over the place. Well, it's, it's, I thought I thought for legit for like four months that those two Paul brothers were the same guy. Oh, oh, they're it, not. They look this exactly. <laughs> no, the two brothers, and I think it was uh, Kyle, your brother, that told me that they're from Ohio. Yeah, 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 from our neck of the woods. They're both. Yeah, they're man. both fighting. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, some tough bastards. But some anyway, that, that 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 thing with Evander Tito Ortiz called out um, one of the Paul brothers after that fight. Vitor Belfort. Excuse me, Vitor <laughs> Belfort. Man, I am some sort of Brazilian racist. They all, they're all the same to me, apparently. Uh, Jesus. Oh, okay. Well, you know what I mean. Vitor yeah. Belfort. 
Yeah. Oh, well, I don't even think Tito Ortiz is Brazilian. I think he's like from Long Beach. So, so now I'm just racist. <laughs> I'm just racist. I'm racist against people with the cauliflower Huntington here. Beach, the Huntington Beach bad boy. Oh, oh yeah, that. that's he's, it. There you go. He's okay. done a couple. St- he's did a couple stints in wrestling, but he never actually wrestled. He would just come out, stand around, and get paid a lot of money. Yeah. To just do nothing. Well, fuck that guy. I've never been yeah, a big he, fan of Tito. Uh, no, back in the MMA days when you had me watching it, I remember him always ducking Chuck Liddell and. Right? Yeah, yeah. When he, yeah, and then, and then like the only guy he would pick on was the psychopath Ken Shamrock, and they would never fight. And yeah, fuck you. Though. Yeah. Listen, I, I I just miss hearing you talking about nerdy wrestling shit, Matt. Well, um, <laughs> I, I actually would like to talk to you about AEW. Man, Collins oh, had man. me watching some of that shit, man. I don't watch it a lot. Uh, I would like to start watching it more though. The other night I watched. Uh, I would... uh, what's up? Go on. No, go on. I'm sorry. No, the I was just gonna say the other day, the other night I watched a match between pa, uh, Pac or Pac. I don't know what his name yeah, is. And, and, and Andrade. Yeah. Oh, those Holy two of my favorites. Shit, it was man. a good match, wasn't it? Dude, those guys that that was like that, uh, very high level wrestling. It's like fun to yeah, watch. Man. I'd, I'd hate to uh, water down your guys' podcast with wrestling talk, but uh, Fuck that. I appreciate those kind of original wrestling and uh, yeah, AEW has just made wrestling fun again. Yeah, uh, whereas yeah. WWE's had this just lock on us, mm-hmm. and they just produce shitty, terrible content. They treat all their stars like trash. Mm-hmm. AEW's come in; it's a breath of fresh air. And so, what do you mean when you say it's fun again? What's the difference? That- uh, I mean, I don't want to get too nerdy with you, but I WWE's want you become, to get nerdy with us. Uh, I mean, you know, you're, you're, you no one cares. The WWE's become really stale. Uh, their storylines are awful. That they don't do storylines. Um, uh, they do 50-50 booking, which means, you know, if a guy loses a week later, he has to get his win back because they have to protect everyone on the roster. Okay. Uh, it's terrible. They treat the wrestlers like trash and behind the scenes. It's just really bad. It's not fun. Same four guys on top all the time, mm. all meatheads. You know how I am. I like the little guys, Shawn sure. Michaels, the guys that can move around the ring. Like yeah. that dude, Adam uh, Cole? Yeah, Adam Cole. Um, that dude looks man. like he, – he looks like he's doing a very deliberate – um, I don't know, homage to Shawn Michaels. Like, that dude Absolutely. is being Shawn Absolutely. Michaels. Shawn's trained in the last four years in NXT, so... Oh, okay. That would, uh, yeah, Shawn's uh, Triple H's number two guy in NXT. Okay, so that's like... So Adam uh, Cole, um, Triple H runs NXT, right? And uh, his contract was up. He ready to come to the main roster. And uh, he jumps to AEW, and then it comes out on the dirt sheets. The dirt <laughs> sheets. This is going to make him a manager. Because he's small. Okay. And Vince was going to change his name because there's a Michael Cole on the roster already. And us fans are too dumb to realize the difference between Adam Cole and Michael Cole. Yeah. So they were going to change his name and take his dream away and make him a manager. So Vince is just out of touch. Yeah. He's how old? He's 70. He refuses to give control to anyone else. And the, the final word on everything still comes to him. Yep. So he's just. That's yeah. interesting. It's interesting, especially because go on. I was just saying, you know, like Vince's wife's dabbling in politics, and uh, yeah. you're right, he's getting up there. And you know what else is weird is, and I don't follow wrestling, so this this you know, you guys are probably just laughing yeah. at me. But what I noticed is uh, when I switched to Hulu with live TV, I started seeing commercials again, which I haven't mm-hmm. seen in years. Sometimes I'll see wrestling being advertised, and I and there's yeah. there's always um, like times in my life where I'll see a wrestling commercial and I'll realize almost everybody I know is gone. So it's like a whole new, it's like a whole new roster of people who I don't know. 
And yeah, that, weird. And that happened to me again when I this recently when I was watching TV and the commercial came on, and uh, what I realized after the commercial was the reason I didn't know anybody is because it wasn't WWE. It was a commercial for another wrestling AEW, outfit, probably. And I, yeah. It, and uh, and so you guys keep dropping acronyms on me like there's several of these uh, competing. Um, well, there have always been like smaller competing companies yeah. with, but but not. I mean, AEW seems like it's really blowing up. It seems like somebody is spending a lot of money on it too, which is good because it's helping. Uh, yeah, it's so. a guy named Tony Khan. He owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh no shit! Yeah, and his father's a. Uh, a kajabillionaire. Oh, um, I think from oil. Oil. I could be terribly wrong and stupid last on name that. Is but Khan. Khan. Yeah, K A H N. See, is, he, is and, he like a Middle Eastern fella? It sounds like it. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Absolutely, he is. Okay. Cool. Um, and he came in. He's he's a young man. He's been a wrestling fan his whole life, and he just wanted to start a promotion where, you know, it's an alternative to WWE because that's all that was out there in the mainstream was WWE. Like Kyle said, there's a lot of small promotions, but on TV, all you're getting is WWE. Right, right. So, so I remember. So, I remember what was it, TNA or something? Mm-hmm. Um, I TNA, TNA, they had their chance. Yeah, they're, they're still around. So I remember that because they had like Jericho or somebody. They had like some yeah. some big names that were coming over. But so in they're my, called Impact now. Sorry, so, no, that's okay. Well, just like so, my perspective, and again, I'm not a fan, so I don't watch. So whatever. Yeah. But my perspective is when we were kids, because that was the last time I was paying attention. Mm-hmm. You know that we had the WCW WWE kind of merger happen, and it, and mm-hmm. when that happened, there was only one show in town, and even yeah. and, and even fast forward 20 years, you know, like whatever. The last time I was paying attention, um, WWE was all there was, and even though there was TNA, uh, and it was on like. Yeah, I think it was even on like you know, like TV, like legit TV. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it to me, it still seemed like a hillbilly outfit that was never going to make it. That was just hanging on. And now it sounds like there's several that are getting big and and are actually competing. While WWE, the way Matt's explaining it, WWE is getting dried up and and you know they're lacking originality and they're and they're getting out competed. Is that what is that what's happening? It's weird how that works. Uh, yeah, they were the young cool guys to WCW's old man. Rain and yeah. now it's now it's flipped and uh it's interesting yeah AEW is just uh I mean the WWE you're not even allowed to call yourself a wrestler there it's it's entertainment you you legit cannot call yourself a wrestler in an interview you're an wow. entertainer no shit whereas AEW AEW they're proud to be wrestling hey when you um, when, when you said that the people uh are mistreated in the WWE what kind of stuff are you hearing about like are they underpaid wow. or what is it that they're that they're treated like they're shit just, as you say. They're treated, uh, CM Punk is a good example. I'm going to go back a few years. Uh, he's one of the biggest stars they've had since uh, New Millennia, I guess. There was the John Cena's, uh, I mean, a Batista, and then a CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk, one of his main complaints was he had some sort of staph infection. They're, they're doctors. Oh, you're fine. Just keep traveling. He kept traveling. He got sicker and sicker. He ended up quitting for that reason mm. uh, it, it ranges it goes from that high to very low uh, recently last year Vince decided he wanted to stop letting these wrestlers have a twitch and a lot of these wrestlers are on twitch they love it because they can interact with their fans and they just love their twitch streams that's where they play video games yeah yeah uh, online okay I know I just thought I would have recently so I know <laughs> yeah, knew. Uh, I, anyway I knew okay okay <laughs> so yeah he, he banned wrestlers from having their own twitch and if they had one, he was going to take like 70% of the revenue. Wow. Something, something ridiculous. And if you don't agree to that, you just shut it down. 
so it, it, it's there's so much in between all that both those things sure. that it's just a big old evil company man but i think maybe most importantly is that the product is not good anymore like I oh, oh yeah i haven't watched wwe in forever so when i started really i started bad. seeing my brother watch this other company aew and you said that there's like multiple i mean i don't know if there are i think it's pretty much just wwe and aew and i guess impact is still doing it um yeah yeah as far as two the big ones there's those two big ones WWE and aew there's a whole bunch underneath them but aew is the first mainstream big company to challenge WWE since TNA really started. But TNA, TNA and Impact, I'm sorry, AEW's been on the air for two and a half, three years now, and they looked a way bigger mark than Impact ever did. Yeah. But again, that's their son, you know. So I'm sorry, their, their owner is a millionaire. <laughs> so you, you say that uh, AEW, see, I haven't watched a ton of AEW. I've basically just popped in and watched some matches with my brother and just, like notice that it's very high level, entertaining, fun wrestling to watch. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. um, Absolutely. so, I, but I, what I haven't seen is the storylines. Are there like l- good storylines in AEW? Yeah, that's, that's the thing too. They, they take their time with storylines and they, they tell long stories. WWE has now at least one pay-per-view a month and I'm pretty sure three or four months of the year, they have two pay-per-views. So you get a, you get like a four window, four-week window to tell a story but they're not good at in the first place hmm. and it's on to the next one AEW uh, an example they just finished up a year-long storyline with Chris Jericho and another young guy a year you know of, of telling the story WWE can't even sniff a year hmm. so yeah they're way way better at storytelling nice. way better uh see there was something that I started questioning about watching wrestling was I remember the storylines being awesome when I was a kid and I was like, are the storylines just not good now because I'm an adult and I don't, you know, um, but, but, but I think that WWE just did it poorly for so long that it's like, you know, uh, they just kind of ruined it. So long, man. You you know what occurs? Nine day. Go on. I was just saying, you know, what occurs to me is, uh, like there's this, like people that were surprised that a show like Game of Thrones did so well, or like or like the Harry Potter books and movies did so well, mm-hmm. because at that time um, the media was like you know little clips and little sound bites and shows were like that and you know nobody thought that people had the attention span for long drawn out stories like what you guys are talking about with with wrestling mm-hmm. right now and they were surprised that these kids were reading five hundred page thousand page books they were surprised that so many people tuned into HBO to watch these epic, you know, shows like Game of Thrones and podcasts. And people never thought (laughs) that you, people wouldn't listen to someone have a conversation for two or three hours. It was all sound bites of 30 seconds on the news. And there's like, so there's like this old fashioned way of looking at, at entertainment that thinks people are dumb. Their attention spans are short. You need to give them, Died small digestible chunks and nothing else. Give them sound bites and nothing else. You know, Absolutely. And and so that's what Vince is doing. That's what that's yeah, he, that's the world he's in. He's been uh he's been noted as saying that when he does something stupid, which is every week. Hey. Uh, oh yeah, the fan they, they won't remember that or they don't care or. Wow. Yeah. That's he, treat, he treats his audience like they're yeah small children, but small, not very not very bright children. You know, my kid is super smart when she was small. You know. I know you know those two little geniuses over there. <laughs> hey, man. 
Can I tell you something? Yeah. About uh, so I had a dream the other night. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I show up in Cleveland, and all of you guys are in the room, and Whitney and Jess are in the room. Mm-hmm. These are all people from Cleveland. Podcast Road. <laughs> man, I saw your wife, and I smiled, and I gave her the biggest hug, because for the last week, I was thinking about your wife and her loss, and it just hit me pretty hard, you know? Not hard. Obviously, your wife hit your wife hard, but for a week, I was thinking about your wife, and I gave her a big hug, and it was a weird therapeutic dream, man. Aww. Like, I meant to, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you at one point to talk to your wife on the phone, but what do you say, other than, you know, I'm sorry, and how generic does that get eventually, and you get tired of hearing that. But uh, I was I was I was sad to hear that's what I'm trying to say. No it's man, that's terrible. that's really that's really nice of you to say. I, mm-hmm. uh, it's a shame that Jessica can't hear you say that. You know, and maybe if it was on maybe if it was on your heart to to talk to her, you should you should have talked to her. Even if all you were going to say was the yeah. cliche thing, but I'll, I'll you know I'll tell her to listen to this episode. That that's that's really nice, yeah. man. Yeah, you know, I just I mean to tell you that. Um, life, man. Life. <clears throat> I was just telling Kyle before we started that. Uh, I don't remember the last time I had an actual conversation with you, man. Like we text each other and you know, but it's been, I've been up here years, dude. Year, I've been up here eight so long. years, eight oh. years. That's almost 10. That's almost 10. You wouldn't believe how almost much, 10. you couldn't believe how much goddamn gray hair I have, sir. Oh my gosh. Me too. <laughs> Kyle's been there forever, man. Kyle, man. I moved up here just a little bit before Chris. So yeah, about uh, almost the same amount of time. And your daughter's getting older, man, and that's just got to be weird for you. It's got to be weird she's for turn, you, man. She's going to turn 10 in two weeks. <sighs> 10. Speaking of a decade, she's going to be a 10. Do you remember what teenage girls were like when, when you were a teenager? Do you remember? Do you remember, man? Do I remember what teenage girls were like? Yeah. Hey, hey Kyle. What's up? I remember what Chris's sister was like. Oh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Zig, you asked me, man. It's like no, you opened the floodgates. Why would you do that? I, I, I don't up. understand. I, I teed it up. But listen, the point I'm getting at is teenage girls are terrible. And no. teenage girls are we're, terrible, we're, man. And you got. Were they? They are pretty terrible. I seem to remember them being terrible. I seem to remember liking them a whole lot. <laughs> when I, you know. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. you know, I, I, I guess, but the point is, you, you remember how mean they were to each other, how mean they could be, and you're going to be living, I mean, you're going to be living with one. Yeah. I mean, I say it a lot, but I don't know how true it is, but you know, it, it goes in the, in the upbringing. True. Um, but I guess even some girls that were, yeah, raised like angels turned into little assholes. I don't know though, man. I, I know everyone says it about their own kid, but you know, it's like, Mine's like the best, man. Yeah. She's just so kind and she holds doors open for people in public. And uh, I don't That's know, really man. Sweet. So, uh, I think it's going to be different. So and I, then I got the whole thing going for me. Like, you know, in the movies, the dads, they pull the gun out, get the girl home by whatever time. Yeah. Well, I got walls lined with action figures. <laughs> um, she's going to think I'm crazy. And then. You guys know I'm six foot. I got tattoos. Even though we all know I'm not tough, a 15-year-old kid's going to think I'm tough, you know? For tattoos. Sure. Guy's got toys everywhere. What the fuck's wrong with this dude? A gun, a gun might help, though. I mean, all, all of that well, stuff know, is good. I think that you you are, you do have a lot going for you, but I think I'm a gonna gun. Get the biggest, I'm going to get the biggest gun, Kyle. Yeah, dude. Like a shotgun? Like an automatic gun. Fuck yeah. Yeah, you know, like I'm going fucking all out. Hell yeah. 
You, you, you can definitely tell Matt's a gun guy. <laughs> what are those? No. I want them automatic guns. That's what I, I want. I want those automatic shooting guns. Oh, you yeah. Know? You know, it's I funny. Party, listen, I don't know shit about guns either, but, but when I'm around people who do, all the only references that come to my mind that I could think of to, to use are the names of guns from GoldenEye, from the from N64, W007. Mm. I'm like, yeah, mm. <laughs> like that PP7. Uh, the... <laughs> Uh, what was the uh, what was the big six shooter called? Do you remember? I don't remember. It was it was like a wow oh, shit. See, it's been too long. I've even, I've even forgotten those guns. That game was fucking great. I only played that game with Walty. Oh, he really? was always odd. he was always odd job. So he was short, hard oh, yeah, to kill. Yeah, little fucker. And then cheating ass Walty fucker. Always put, he always put landmines on. He was really good at that game. That is not so cheating. That game. That's right. good strategy. He oh was, man, that game was hard. It was hard. You know what? Shout out to Walty, goddamn cheater. That's a cheating move because he's the only one you have to you have to point down your gun to shoot. Everybody else you can just wildly shoot at. Yep. 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 So he's already good at the game, and then he's at your knees and he's running around dropping bombs at your feet. Yeah. So, so my so my brother always he was the guy that memorized the maps. And mm. It was early on. People do that now, like all those people oh, you're yeah. talking about on Twitch that are awesome at video games. Um, they know all the strategies. My brother was an OG video gamer. He was the one of the first guys that was like, oh, if you know the whole map and where all the guns are and where all, where all the uh, armor is, you can fuck everybody up. If you know the hidey holes where you can snipe everybody and nobody can find you because they haven't done the hard work of memorizing the maps, yeah. guess what? He's going to fuck you up. Yeah. So he was one of the OGs at that, and uh, and I never put I never put the work in. We're going to have him on soon, but on too. Oh, yeah, we are. Yep. That'll be fun. Are you going to have Josh on? Yeah, we're going to have Josh on. That'll be a fun episode. Yeah, for sure. Because you know what, Matt? Josh is a real is a real fan of the of the podcast. He, he's like you. He listens to it every week while he's working. He, he looks forward to it, and he calls me and he criticizes. <laughs> he criticizes it. He gives, does he really? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He tells me that... Yeah. He tells me that it's too heady, that uh, you know we need comic relief, and that we should have Jessica on the podcast just to chime in her two cents, where you know whenever she feels like it, and that it, that those are his suggestions to improve it. What do you I, think? I try well, to make jokes. I try to make jokes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I will. I will not say it's too heavy because I think you're both funny motherfuckers. Uh, you know, two of my best friends in the world. That uh, you probably the funniest guys I know. Um, so not too heavy at all. And uh, you guys love your politics, so it's cool politics, and it's fun, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's heavy. Well, it, it might have got heavy when you had fucking, you know, uh, oh, what was his name? On? Fucking, <laughs> fucking white. Fuck, I don't know his name, man. Congratulations on being our first non-white supremacist uh, <laughs> interview, phone-in interview. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that was that was a that was something, man. Uh, did you did you get through the whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> what you, and what was your? I mean, what were your thoughts? What did you want to say when you were listening to it? Oh, man, just just a couple of times. You guys were right when you said that he wasn't the worst person in the world, but just some of the things he insinuated about the other race, about what they would do, what our race wouldn't do. Just some shit he said was super ignorant, man. Mm-hmm. And now, you know what I mean? Like just just did, some of the stuff he insinuated, I just didn't like at all. Oh yeah, um, I mean, of course. Like 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 both you say, I. I I can't, we can't get into politics, guys, because I just can't keep up. But yep. I agree that you should be able to live wherever you want. If you want to live with a bunch of people, you know, this, whatever, you can. But like I said, to say someone else can't live there and to insinuate you're living there because this group of people will do this eventually. Yeah. Fuck that dude, man. Fuck that dude and his fucking butt. <laughs> yeah, it's naive. But, it's, na- it's naive because you're right. You're right. The thing that he doesn't understand is he, he thinks that 
he thinks that if if people all live together are the same as same as possible, that you can get rid of all of the uh, all the fighting and um, yeah. Um, I'm losing my train of thought. So as if people aren't just going to find new shit to fight about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And 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 he's in, and he's insinuating that if you did that, that that white people would be more happy and productive and whatever than we are living, you know, in a mixed community. Um, because we would be, because we would be able to do whatever, what white people do. And that, 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 that's going to make us happy or white something. People shit. I didn't quite understand, uh, you know, how, how you can get so convinced of that sort of argument. And he was so convinced yeah. that he just kept circling back to it. Nope. Nope. It's race. Nope. You got to keep them separated. <laughs> well, what you don't understand is here's what you don't understand. <laughs> oh my man. You know how much that frustrated me, guys? <laughs> when I just said you, you're, you are um, two of the funniest guys I know. I tell this to Eddie all the time. Eddie, who is a good friend of mine, you guys know a long time. Yep. Yeah. That himself, as long as you two were the three smartest people I've ever met, and for that guy to keep saying, "No, wait a minute," <laughs> and Kyle Walsh, like seriously, like I hold you guys such high regard as far as knowledge, and this guy saying, "You don't understand," like, okay, dude, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. fuck that dude, man. Yeah, he, he was he was definitely he he believed what he believed with conviction. That's for sure. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Whether that's you know true. for good or ill. Yeah. So why has Jeff not been on the podcast? Uh, you know what? She's talked about it, but the thing is, I need someone to watch the kids while I do this. So it's like, uh, you know, uh-huh. if, I, if I'm doing Makes it, sense. she's busy. She's upstairs. She's got her hands full. And uh, if she comes down here, and I'm also down here, you know. Should do a late night one, one Saturday or something, Friday or Saturday night. It'll be fun. She's funny. You guys got, you guys got a little studio down there. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, you gotta come. You, you gotta got come little, see it, man. You got a little headsets. We got headsets. You, you should come and be and be on it in person. We've got an extra mic right here. I'm looking at it. Sounds good, man. Sounds it's nice good, having man. people in in the studio. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Otherwise, it just makes it feel like me and Chris are down here being dorks. <laughs> oh, we're definitely oh, do, down here being dorks. <laughs> you have the benefit of COVID right now, so you can use that as an excuse, you know. True. Yeah, I don't. I don't use uh, that as an excuse for anything. <laughs> so, Matt, you listen to every episode of this podcast. Is that fair? Well, uh, there's a couple of Wednesdays I need to go back to. Hi, hold on, hold on. I can't. You're you're like super garbled up. Your volume got okay. low or something. Oh no, better. you're good. Yeah, you're that's, good. that's good. Yep. Okay, my fault. I was walking. Oh, you're good. Um, there's a couple of Wednesdays I need to get back to. Okay. The, uh, Something happened at work. I had to turn it off when I went back to it. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. A couple of Wednesdays, I just still up to what I my head, and I was like, I can't listen to this anymore. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> that must have been one of my that, episodes. Though. Those are the episodes where we're down here being dorks. Yeah, I listen to all of them. Well, the, the reason I ask you is, I are you going to listen to this one, <laughs> even though you're on it, right? Am I? Am I going? Because oh, go, I'm going. What's going to air this one? Like in a couple of days, it's going to pop up on your yeah. phone. I mean. I listen to them. I don't know, man. Yeah, everyone hates the sound. Well, then again, that might have been de- de- debunked by you guys. Uh, is that you guys hate the sound of your own voices? I don't know. I don't love it. Uh, you know, I don't listen to the podcast as much as Chris does. Yeah, okay. I, I listen to them all because I study them like I'm studying tape, like I'm a f- football coach. And I'm I just feel tape. it, man. I'm just in the moment. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I'll probably listen to yeah, it. I, I guess you, I think you should. I mean, I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> I think you should. I think you should. I, I might. I might. Uh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie started listening. 
Oh, that's awesome. He, he oh, yeah. did. And Eddie's that guy that he won't just jump in on the new episode. He goes to the episode one. And he okay. to yes. it all. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Eddie, so Eddie I, is that guy. Yeah, exactly. The last I talked to him, he was, I don't know, eight or nine weeks in. Nice. But he said he was enjoying it thoroughly. So. Nice. Well, hey, I, I, we actually brought Eddie up a, f- a few times on this podcast. So, <laughs> you know, so sorry. It'll, be, it'll be interesting. Well, I'm not sorry, but. No, I mean, I mean, I was always honest, and I talk about him with, with respect, and I miss him. I love Eddie, man. I fucking love oh. Eddie. Oh, man, he's fucking a uh, single man raising four boys on his own. Eddie, and doing is, class. Eddie is a gem. He is like, yeah, for sure, he, one of the best dudes out there. He's one of God's better creations, man. Yeah, he's awesome. We <laughs> shout out to Eddie. Eddie should be on the podcast for sure. Eddie, oh my god, I would love to listen to you, you three talk. That'd be fun. That would be a lot of fun. To listen. Yeah, you should get him on there. Hey, did you listen to the episode we did? Uh, what happened to Timothy Leary? What happened to Timothy Leary? Yeah, I did, but I don't remember anything about it. Oh man, well, but well that, that sounds well. That defe- it defeats the purpose of bringing it up. I was going to ask you if because Timothy Leary was the guy that was that was the Harvard um, Harvard guy that was doing the psychedelic research. Uh-huh. In the '60s, so if that, if that doesn't ring a bell to you, then whatever. But I was just going to ask you if you if you knew about about that before, because I I mean I heard the name Timothy Leary, you know, a time or two, but I didn't know any of that shit. It was really interesting. Yeah, no, it was all new to me when you guys uh, went over it. Hey, Matt. Yeah. What, what are you comfortable talking about? The last time you did any psychedelic research. The time I did any, any psychedelic drugs. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm just curious. I don't know, like what? I, I like I said, I don't want to cross any boundaries. Um, no, yeah, I appreciate. I appreciate. When that. It, no, what yeah. is the last thing you did? Uh, mushrooms. And how long ago was that? Uh, a few months. Probably. Oh no, shit. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, we either got a bad batch, or uh, I don't know. They, they didn't hit me. Oh, uh, I was going to ask you. Do you know how how many grams you did? Oh no, man! I just you just down the hatch. That goes, <laughs> that goes back to yeah, when me and Kyle. Yeah, I never knew why. Yeah, <laughs> measurements. Yeah, like just give me a handful. Yeah. Give me a pension. Exactly. Put on the sandwich. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's the farthest I've gone. I listen to it blows my mind sometimes. Listen to you guys. Um, just speaking of the this DMT. Yep. Yeah, dude. So, is that what it is? Yep. And uh, yeah, man, that's, that's... Uh, it's pretty it's pretty hardcore. Does it, does that interest you, or does that? I mean, are you? Does it intrigue you? I mean, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. No. <laughs> no. Why? Why? What specifically is it? Like a fear thing, or? Uh, it's a, a non-interest thing, I guess. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I guess as we're talking pretty openly yep. on this, uh, this 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 year podcast, uh, it's gonna be illegal here soon everywhere anyway, right? Podcasting. Um, <laughs> right, podcasting. I <laughs> uh, no, mar- marijuana does it, man. That's, that's all I need. Yeah, that's okay. all you need. Okay, well, yeah. I mean. That, but I mean, you did mushrooms not lo- not long ago, so obviously you were interested in exploring something different. Uh, you know, my roommate Dizzy Amber. You guys know know mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Yep, house housemate. Um, she's always she's always liking doing them, so she just she had some and all right, yeah, uh, I see me some. So Beezy's a bit a bit of a psychonaut, huh? Uh, I mean, just with I guess that's where she's went to the mushrooms. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, they didn't they didn't do anything, whether it was a bad bad batch or not. But I wasn't super looking forward to them doing anything. Okay. Uh, actually, you know, when I first moved into this house, in this house five years now, they dropped some and had a really weird experience, guys. Oh, <laughs> let's me, hear it. Uh, so when me and Kyle, uh, wait, am I comfortable talking about what we've done, we've done together? 
Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so so back in the day, uh, Kyle was the first one to have me try the mushrooms. We did them together a few times with roommates. Me and Kyle had uh, fun. I, I think we would wander the apartment, wander <laughs> outside. Yeah. So um, me and Dee's idea was, though, to put weird things on the TV. <laughs> and so we put, oh, I wish I could remember what movie now. For the first couple of years, I knew the movie. We put a movie on, and it went to the. It ended up going to the menu screen, and I got behind the couch with a blanket over me, and was concerned about an actor in the movie. <laughs> what happened to What happened to Pete Davidson? What happened? To, what happened to him? I don't know who it was. And I was just concerned all night for an actor. Aww. I was cold. I was hot. I was cold. I was under blankets. <laughs> it was. I don't want to say it was a bad trip, but it was a fucking lame trip. Oh, that sucks. And uh, just kind yeah, of so definitely don't do them and watch TV. That's what they do in the movies and shit. But, uh, I think that's great you, advice. Yeah, yeah. When, when me and you did them and just wandered the apartment, wandered outside, that was way better. Dude, we no would, that one or two times that we did that, and we never, we never went like more than thirty feet outside of our apartment. <laughs> no, we but didn't, but it was enough. It was so entertaining. It, it felt like an adventure. It felt like I was oh, exploring. Yeah. It felt like an like, adventure. Like, like, like there should be theme music playing behind. It, behind oh my behind. god! I remember like the trees were from Lord of the Rings. And yeah, dude. You remember what? I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. Uh, I just remember standing on the coffee table, swinging my arms like I was a monkey. You know, like oh my God, I just, it's amazing. It's crazy. I, uh, I always have experiences in the bathroom while uh, in uh, that state too. There's just something about floor, the bathroom that's magical. That floor had the hippy dippy floor with the designs on it. Yeah, I, I think I told you before, but maybe not, Chris. I'm not sure. Yeah, I remember just laying on the couch at one point and holding my leg in the air and look at my leg. It's so powerful. <laughs> it carries, it carries me around. I'm so heavy and it <laughs> magically whisked me around all day. And I don't understand how powerful it is. You know what? That That's such an awesome thing because what you're describing is something I've experienced before many times. It's like a, um, it's like a, there's a, there's a feeling of awe, even though it was about your leg, it doesn't matter what it's about. It's this feeling of awe, like you might feel if you're standing at the base of fucking like a a mountain with an ice cap peak, and you're looking up at the majesty of the mountain. You're Matt's just looking at his leg, like, look at my fucking leg. It's amazing. But the thing is, it is amazing. It is. There's so much unappreciated beauty and complexity in the world that people people don't appreciate because they're used to it. Because it's like every every day you go outside, you see the sunset. Like Matt, I wake up, I walk out of my doors, I can see the lake. It's so beautiful. It's unbelievably beautiful. That's why you have to visit, man. But it's super beautiful, and I'm already used to it. I I, I walk out my front door, I look at the lake. I'm like, yeah, the lake. It's a bunch. Yeah, there it is. A whole bunch of water. There. So the point the point is when you are when you are in an altered state like that, when you do mushrooms or you're you're having a mystic experience or a psychedelic experience, or whatever it is, there's something that allows you to appreciate that beauty again that we've all gotten used to and forgot about. And it doesn't matter that it was your leg. It was recognizing how awesome it is and how impossible. And it's like magic. There's so much about existence that's like magic. And it just happened to be you recognized it in your leg, man. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well well said. Yeah, it's true. You do have beautiful legs. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful, hairy legs. Let me ask you something about your hairy legs. My legs... Look just like my dad's legs. That was a fucking segue, dude. Let me ask you something about well, your hair. I, no, I want to. I, I want to ask you. You know, like 
anybody, anybody, I don't know, man, is it everyone's dad? But it's definitely my dad. He wears socks every day and pants for at work, right? So every day he comes home, he's been, he's been wearing these socks pulled up, you know, halfway up his calf. He takes his sock off and it's like, there's no hair where the sock is from the sock down. It's like his pulling socks on and off every day have slowly worn that hair away till it's gone. And from like the middle of his shin up is hairy, but from his fucking middle of his shin down is bald. I've got that now. So that's my question, Matt. You, you, the bottom part of your leg, what does it look like? And how often do you wear socks? Let's ask these questions. These are important questions. These are super important questions. <laughs> I've always worn uh, the ankle socks. Mm. So, uh, Boom. No, the hair's still, still all intact down there, man. Mm. I see. What about you, Kyle? I think I have hair down by my ankles. Yeah, I mean, not a ton of it. Not as much as up at the top, but... Yeah. So I have to wear dress pants. Can you imagine if I wore dress pants and ankle socks? Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. Would I, would uh... I used to wear ankle socks pretty much only, but now I've kind of converted over to uh, the taller socks. I like them better. Yep. I got these. The taller socks are itchy. They're really itchy, you know? Really? Yeah, dude, dude don't really. you don't you ever want it like in the winter when it's cold? Don't you ever just want to put on a pair of like wool blend yeah, socks? Dude. Just pull them. No, way I up? hate them. I hate them. <laughs> so itchy and annoying, huh? So I got to circle back uh, to the to the talk about mushrooms because I wanted to say earlier and I forgot that you guys say you you wanted to like go out of the apartment and first of all you guys had kind of a it was kind of pretty out there because there was like a golf course behind you and even that area with the parking lot was with the big like pine trees and stuff. It wasn't. It was, it was kind of a pretty place, but there's something about that experience that does pull you outside. It makes you want to be outside, and if you can be comfortable, and you know, safe and comfortable, and be outside during that type of an experience, that's the best place to do sure. it. So the fact that you guys felt like you want, like you were being pulled out out of your apartment into the, into, you know, into the uh, out out of doors, I thought that was on point. Um, I actually wouldn't necessarily describe it like that because I was just as fascinated with the inside of the apartment. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle had this great idea uh, to open the back patio door and then open the front door. So, and I think you described it like this one before. It was almost like a cave. It wasn't an apartment. Yeah. So you could be inside and still, you know, be viewing outside. That is such and a tripping person thing to say. <laughs> hey, no, I think it was you that did it. It's I'm like a cave, bro. Co- copying you, man. <laughs> but, do you- but yeah, it was, it was Kyle's right. That was pretty wonderful. There's just as many fascinating things inside. So when you guys, had, uh, I think when you guys had the sliders open in the back and the front door open, it, like the inside was just allowed to freely come into the outside and the outside into the inside, and you guys were in that crazy state of mind. What that? Yeah. What, what made that? What, what made that interesting to you? What, what was going through your mind? Do you remember? No. Uh, every, everything, everything, and nothing. Right, dude. That's that's uh, awesome. That's awesome. I think we put. Uh, no, 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 not a think. I remember I put Friday Night Smackdown on. Yep. And I remember coming, passing the TV a couple times, and thinking this fucking show is still on. <laughs> like it, it seemed like hours had gone by, but in reality they hadn't. And I kept thinking, why is Smackdown still on? I didn't think it was. It felt like they matched me. It was weird. I remember we were watching, well, you know, we were tripping while SmackDown was on, and you kept talking about how the screen was green, and, like, there was green all over the screen. I was like, I don't I don't see any green. That That's one memory that I have of it. Weird. Yes, that's what I don't have. It was weird. What yeah. was I seeing that was green? Oh, that is weird. You know, I had somebody else 
tell me one time, and it wasn't from mushrooms, but a different drug, said that that he asked, like, hey, you know, do you have you ever heard of anybody taking a bunch and then everything looks rosy, like everything has this pink color to it? Uh, he was talking about MDMA, about like ecstasy. Okay. And I never heard that before, but, but apparently no. that happened to him. So <laughs> for just an extended period of time while he was high, everything looked pink. Everything just looked like a different shade of pink. It's like that Aerosmith song. I don't know it. What Aerosmith? I don't. I don't really know it either. It's just, it's a, one of those stupid late Aerosmith songs, but uh, it popped into my head, so I'm talking about it. Matt, do you know that song? Uh, no. No. Look it up no. later. Kyle was gonna sing Look it, up. but he stopped himself. Yeah, no, I stopped. I, I don't want to do a, uh, a a Steven Tyler impression. Yeah, no, no one wants to do a Steven Tyler impression. No, honestly. Well, I mean, if I could sing like Steven Tyler, I would do Steven Tyler impressions. I thought you, I thought you just meant the uh, him talking impression. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. Singing, singing, singing. Absolutely. <laughs> just a Steven Tyler talking impression. That would be. I'm gonna work on that one. That dude is crazy. <laughs> he looks like an old witch. He's <laughs> he He's does. Terrifying. You know who's right behind him? Johnny Depp. Oh my God, Johnny Depp! If that if, if that guy he can couldn't possibly wear more scarves. He, these guys, Go these ahead. guys look like me in 06 uh, <laughs> But like, uh, I I I learned. Why, why have these guys not learned? That's a good question. I, I often wonder that. I encounter people in my life in different ways. And I ask myself that question all the time. How in the motherfuck did you get to this point in life and, and not have learned these lessons? Yeah. Golly, mm -hmm. man. I used to say that about religious people. I'd be like, I don't understand how the fuck you become a Mormon in your, in, in your thirties, you know? But now I'm like, like flirting with religion again. So I know, it's weird. <laughs> how about you, Matt? Do you have any, uh, any exposure to the old church? You got, I mean, you got, you got three, no. three kids regularly in your life. Do they go to church? Uh, so their grandma is religious. Yep. Mom's mother. Yep. Sorry. Um, she goes to church, but I don't think she's ever taken them. No. Oh, never. So your no. so, so your daughter's. They never... went to church. They went to church events. Okay. For Halloween, Christmas stuff, but as far as a, a Sunday church service, no. Well, I mean, so for ten years, I have my my daughter every Sunday. Right. So I don't think she's ever been inside a church. Does she? Does she ever ask you questions? No. Got, it, it's come up before. What? What? The idea of God or or, or religion? Church? Religion? Just, just religion. Religion in general. Through a movie or a TV show. Yeah. What? And uh, what would you What would you tell her if she asked you about it? I have told her things about it. Uh, I try not to treat my kid like an idiot. I've done that since day one. Yep. Like as far as the first time she asked me for wrestling was real, I, I broke it down to her like an adult. It's real. They really get hurt. But you know, backstage they're friends and. Uh, uh, before I showed her her first violent movie, I showed her the special features first. Oh, nice. Sure, how fake it was. It was kick ass, actually. And that's a, that's a great she idea. Probably, she was probably three years old. But uh, I mean, I grew up on Chucky, so I've always looked at it as, as long as I explain to her, it's not going to be a bad thing. So, yeah, we watched special features to kick ass. And then for the next year, she would point out what was fake and what wasn't, you know, as far as the stabbings and decapitations. <laughs> That's parent of the year over here, by the way. <laughs> but uh, with religion, man, like I said, I, I'm 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 pretty honest with her. So I just tell her she's allowed to believe in what she wants to believe in, and different people believe in different things. Nice. And I guess it's about as far as we've gone with it. So you haven't said it. I mean, you 
do you avoid telling her what you think? Yeah, I don't. I don't tell her. I think there's no God or anything. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm just curious, man. I'm just curious. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> if, if this yeah, is getting but, too personal. You know, we're, we're not we're not praising the name over here or anything though. So I think she's she's pretty smart. I think she gets it. So I've been thinking about this recently because uh, my girls go to church with her with her aunt and uncle, and uh, I, you know I don't go to church at all, but I do consider myself to be uh, a re- religious person, or I, I might even be one of those people that might say I'm spiritual or something. But now, yeah, but, you guys um, are in a different bracket than a religious person. Yeah, and a completely way, way in a, more complicated. In a com- oh yeah, it's way more complicated. But this is what I've been thinking about. When I was a kid, my mom prayed with, prayed with me. She taught me how to pray. She prayed with me every night, like when she tucked me in when I was little. Say your prayers. So I did that, like in, like you know, it was fucking you know, eighteen hundred and forty-two, and um, so I so I pray. And I remember growing up, there were times when praying helped with fear and anxiety that I was having for one reason or another. Um, I don't know how personal how personal to get on that, but I, I, can, I can give you an example if you want one. Um, but. And then when, and, and even when I was a teenager, it, it was helpful, like a meditative thing for me to just say what it was all, it was weighing heavy on me, just to say it, even it was in, it was in my own head. It was like I was, I was getting it out. So there's part of me that wants to teach my daughter, and my my oldest daughter's five. She's old enough, you know. Yeah. So that I could teach her, and 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 I guess the the biggest thing, the biggest thing, the reason I want to do this is because it made me grateful. So like one of the things, that's, one of the things my, my, thing. my mom taught me was like, when you're praying, she's like, you know, she, she teach me a little rhyming prayer. Like you teach a kid, but then <laughs> after, after I'm done with that prayer, then my mom would teach me to, to thank God for the things that whatever occurred to me to be thankful for. So I, I would thank, thank, thank you for mommy and daddy and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and when I, and when I was a teenager, I would still do that. And I would do it every single night. And it was out of habit. And it wasn't like even even when I was like in my most rebellious when I was thinking to myself, maybe there is no God, maybe this is all bullshit, like we all think. I was still praying, I was still praying. And it made me thankful for shit because I would remember every day to say what I was thankful for. And I, I don't know, man, I just feel like it made me a, a more grateful person and being grateful is such a good quality to have. It's yeah. such an yeah. honorable mm-hmm. quality. So what do you think, man? Uh, I think that I grew up with religion as well. Not, not really being even talked to about it, but uh, just I knew about it. I knew my mom believed in God, Christian, and all that. What I didn't like about it is the knowing about the consequences, right and wrong. If I do this, am I going to go to hell? I remember that clearly. I remember that weighing on my mind a lot as a child. Oh, don't do this, you'll go to hell. Right. I don't ever want my kid to think there's a fucking hell, and if she does something wrong, she's going to burn for eternity. You know? Yep. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like that idea at all. And you can't have heaven without hell, right? So, yeah, that's that's no, I'm good. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think the scare tactic part of religion is super unfair, especially with young kids. But let yeah. me let me let me put it to you in a slightly different way. So, like, so imagine imagine heaven and hell are like like metaphors. They're not they're not they're not real places. Heaven and hell. So, but but uh, but imagine this. Ima- uh, close your eyes. Close your eyes, man. I'm gonna I'm ask you to picture this. Picture a person. Maybe you know this person. A person who's the worst person you know, a person that is a pathological liar, is never never is honest with anybody, who takes advantage of people on you know because that's how that's how they've always been able to get by. They manipulate. They you know those people are they, they exist. You know those kinds of motherfucks. Um, th- imagine that person, 
And then imagine the person that is the polar opposite, the person that you admire, that makes the hard choices, makes the hard decisions, you know, carries a heavy burden, does the right thing. The person who's lying to themselves, the terrible person, that person is living in hell. You know, maybe they're addicted to drugs, they're deeply depressed. Every fucking day of their lives is hell. The other person, the admirable person, the one that just picks up their load and does what they have to do, that, that person is living, maybe not in heaven exactly, but definitely not living in hell. So, <coughs> so when you tell your kids, hey, don't do these things because you'll end up in hell, I think that what that means is like, look, if you make bad decisions, you might end up being the drug addict that all their, their head is in the wrong place all the time. They value the wrong things. They're throwing away the friendship and family, you know, getting high and lying to people to get to manipulate people to get what they want. And there's do it, going the easy route all the time. Like that's a legitimate do, thing. I, I want my kids. Drugs, go ahead. Do drugs make you do all those things? No, I'm just giving you like a like a worst case scenario. I'm just oh, okay. I'm I just so. I'm just thinking of like a like a heroin addict that's sucking off <laughs> sucking off strangers for money and like stealing <laughs> stealing from their mom's purse and you know selling their mom's radio. Just the awful, just the worst type of human being that that person is literally living in hell. And if I can yeah. if I can tell my kid a story that says, "Don't do the bad things, or you'll end up in the bad place." That that what that really what that really means but, is. But does your kid understand that metaphor? Or does your kid, like I thought for a long time, literally mean I'm going to burn in hell, be tortured for no. being well, that's a the, liar? That, that's exactly the thing. Your kid doesn't understand the metaphor. That's true, and so I agree with you there. That's kind of cruel, but you. But the kid will grow to understand the metaphor. So it's yeah. like, I know the story that I should be afraid of doing bad things or I'm going to end up in a bad place. And then at some point when I'm like in my teenage years or in my early 20s or something, I'm like, oh, that's what that story means. Or, yeah, another true. option would be to explain the metaphor to your child. Um, yeah. I don't know if, if Chris, if you think it loses some kind of its magic that way. No, I just think it's impossible. If, if Matt tried to tell his 10-year-old daughter what I just did, she's going to be like, you know... It's just fucking nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. But if I told her this simple story about the angels and demons in heaven and hell, that's the kind of picture book story a kid will remember. You know what I mean? So I have mixed feelings about it. I think that you tell the myth, the mythological story that's just like a kid's story. It is a kid's story. But for that reason, because you're trying to tell them, you're trying to tell a human being something important that they can't understand yet, that they ha that it's going to take time for them to understand. So do you, do you tell them this fake story to try to give them a, a leg up or do you wait till they can understand and then explain it to them? Is it too late then? I don't know, man. I don't know. I got mixed feelings about it. Yeah. I can see both sides. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, um, I mean, you can explain, you can tell them the story and explain to them that it's not real and it, it could still have, you know, I guess those those same benefits, um, but I don't know. It's hard to say. Hey, yeah, hey, hey Matt, let me let me off. let me ask you: Is your is your I mean, is your daughter exposed to graphic novels and comic books? Is she interested in that stuff because you are, or is it just like around and she? You know, because I know she watches she, like the superhero movies and stuff with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the reason I ask you that is because there there's like like any story that story's got morals, you know. And you teach, mm -hmm. you can teach your kid right from wrong by reading, you know, the amazing Spider-Man, the same as you can reading the amazing Bible. You know what I mean? Like those stories of people 
running into problems and how they deal with them and making the, the right choices and, you know, being virtuous and all that. You can see those stories in fucking the Avengers the same as you can in, in the Bible. Um, I, don't, I guess I'm just pointing that out because I'm curious what you have to say about that comparison. Um, it's inter- definitely definitely an interesting one. Um, I don't know. I feel like Spider-Man comics aren't as maybe, and I don't have as much experience in the uh, religious world as you guys do, but maybe Spider-Man isn't as preachy as the Bible, you know? Yeah, Spider-Man, sure. he does the right thing. He was brought up well. Aunt May and Uncle Ben brought him up well, and I don't know, man. I feel like you can uh, recount, but that's what I did. I, didn't, I never read the Bible growing up. I was brought up by a wonderful woman with great values who bought me Spider-Man comics and I turned out okay. Who was Christian, right? Yeah, she was. Well, she did a good job with you, man. I, um, uh, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I feel like there's just as much value in Spider-Man comics as there, as there is in the Bible. That's as weird as that sounds, I'm sure. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, any story like that, I mean, you're going to get me talking about Jordan Peterson. You might not want to do that. About hero's journey. Any, any story like that is, is, Condense because when you have a make believe character who's who's a good guy, you're you're gonna create a hero, whether it's like in an action movie or in a comic book or in whatever. What you're doing is you're like taking all of the things you think are the best characteristics that would make a human being, you know, you know, a superman, good. super superhero, and you combine them into one one person. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's what the Bible does. Every single story in the Bible is like that, like the story of David, King David, or the story of Moses or whatever. That That's what they are. They're just like condensed down hero stories trying to, you know, I don't know, man. I don't want to, I don't want to get only, off too, too far off the, track. But when you say that the Bible is trying to sell them off as true stories, whereas your kid knows that Spider-Man isn't in New York City, but people tell <laughs> their kids that these things really happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, big I guess dif- that's a difference. Big difference, right? Yeah. But is it though? Because that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Well, because I would never have told my kids intelligence to tell her that there's a a man swinging around in the city. Just like I wouldn't tell her that, like you said the other day on the podcast, the man you know rose from the dead, or you know, like I don't, I don't want to treat my kid like an idiot. I, fair enough, man. Fair she, enough. She knows she knows wrestling is fake, but we we don't use that word in this house. <laughs> it's it's scripted, you know. She knows she's seen the blood, she's seen the broken bones. Sure. I don't know. All right, change of course. Matt, so I'm going to tell yep. the audience that one of the things Matt does, uh, is, is, as far as like a hobby goes, is these really interesting pictures that are done with a strange camera perspective that use uh, action figures in in natural settings or whatever. So it's all it's, it seems to be all about the art of setting up the scene, finding the right place, the right angles, and it makes it look... Realistic. It makes it look like a like a snapshot of a scene from a movie. It's some of them are really fucking cool. Apparently, there's a big community of people who do this that I was unaware of, but Matt tapped into and has been doing for for how long have you been doing that now, Matt? About six years. So tell me about it, man. You've been doing it for six years, and I'm a bad friend because ah, you and I yeah, have been apart that long. So toy photography. Um, so I was always a toy collector, but, you know, in my teenage years, adult years. And then, at some point in my life, my best friends moved to Cleveland. <laughs> uh, I remained in Columbus. And I was like, hey, you know what, action figures? What's going on? Uh, no, I remember taking a picture of one one day and then getting ideas, just stupid ideas, just shooting them in stupid comical I- 
poses, positions, and then Instagram came along, and yeah, it's 2013 or 14, and there's this, I discovered there's this whole community of people that shoot action figures. So you started doing it before you even knew that it was a thing online? Yeah. Not good, though. That's crazy, dude. Like, they, they, they filled me in and informed me and showed me what I could do. Okay. With it, what it could be. But yeah, yeah, if you go back to my, my first probably year, it would just be a Batman figure with Scooby-Doo and I'd put a word bubble over it. I, w- I wouldn't oh, even focus yeah. on the shot. It was just it was just for fun. I mean, it still is. But now I just have, I want it to be, I want it to look amazing too as well as being fun. Sure. I do remember um, that but, now that you bring that up. The word bubble. Yeah, I they, were, they were really bad. Those, those early days were really bad, man. The jokes weren't funny. Like I said, I didn't even focus and I didn't know what the focus button was. I didn't, it was there. It was fun though. You just doing this on a phone? Yeah, I'm on my phone. Yeah. A lot of people get $3,000 cameras and whatnot. And those are the guys that have 4 million followers and they're getting sponsored by toy companies and, um, they can, I don't want to say you can make a career out of it, but you can make money out of it. Sure. And, uh, um, but yeah, I just shoot my phone on my Android. You ever think about getting a uh, actual camera I, set up? I, I do, but you know, Mikhail, every time you get close to $3,000, there's something else that you can yep. either buy or you have to buy. Always. That's life, how life goes. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I've never come close to sniffing a camera now, unfortunately. So, um, so when, when, uh, when they talk about people with the expensive cameras that do this and that have, you know, huge followings online and make money doing it. Um, I've only seen like whatever, whatever I've just seen by happenstance looking at Matt's, but like, it seems like people use like fast motion cameras so that they they can like light off fireworks or something. Then they can capture the sparks in the pictures and stuff like that. You can, yeah, dropping a pebble in the water and then having people battle in the water, you know, (laughs) dropping one pedal makes the picture that much more dramatic and engaging and awesome. Yeah, you you know, as you're saying that, I'm picturing it in my head, and it's Dragon Ball Z characters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a a, a lot of Dragon Ball Z shots out there, a lot of Dragon Ball Z collectors on the tour road. And and the great thing about it, too, is just going back to you guys leaving, and I have Eddie here, and my daughter, obviously the best friend in the whole wide world, but I found this community on Instagram, and uh, one guy was from Cincinnati. He got a hold of me early on. His name is Matt. What does Chris say? Shout out to Matt. Instagram <laughs> name. Instagram name. Uh, he was he was a toy sell toy shooter from Cincinnati. Says he gets a hold of me and hey man, I'm starting a, a toy club and we're gonna call it Ohio Toy Kick. And uh, we're just gonna get Ohio toy shooters and we're gonna have a little club. So he introduced me to his friend Brian. Shout out to Brian. Traveling the country right now. Um, and our good friend Doc, Doctor Nevermore. His name is Jason. Hell yeah. He's a gentleman who was in the high toy kick and one of the most kind of souls you'll meet in your life. Dr. Nevermore. That is a solid nickname. It sure is. (laughs) Just three classy gentlemen. And so we started this group, Ohio Toy Kick, OTK. And we would, well, we still do, but it's getting harder and harder. We would camp twice a summer. We would go to a campsite. Not everyone would bring their figures. I'd bring Blaze. And we would just camp and shoot toys, talk to their shit, and smoke a, things just, in the woods. Just a bunch of adult men and their kids playing with toys. And, and, and everyone brings toys, and everyone brings toys for Blaze, so Blaze is locked out. Nice. We're all nerds, right? 
So not only do they bring toys for her to keep, they bring toys for her to play with, uh, take care of her so well, treat her so well. And, uh, yeah, it's just this awesome group of guys that like action figures. <laughs> Nerdy things. Well, that's fantastic. That's like uh, exactly the kind of thing that I'm interested in, and I think it's interesting to see the types of things that people will come together over and form yeah. community over, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's become really, really, the, we just use the hashtag, OTK or Ohio Toy Kick, either, either or. Mm-hmm. But it, it's been used over, man, I think 500,000 times now. Holy shit. Wow. So we got people, not even in Ohio, that just shoot toys that are friends with one guy in the group or whatever, and they'll use the tag. <laughs> And so we've, we've had a friend from New York who drives here to be on a toy kick. We've had a friend from Pennsylvania drive here to be on a toy kick. Um, I think that's as far as we go as New York. But yeah, it's, it's a really the toy community on Instagram or the toy community in general is pretty big and pretty friendly overall. Nice. That's awesome. How, like, yeah. how many people would you say are a part of the community? I mean, not necessarily just people who come to the things, although that probably, I mean... I don't know how you would really be a part of the community if you're not coming to the things. How many people are part of the toy community in general or, or like, like just your, Ohio the, Toy Kick? Yeah, yeah. Ohio Toy Kick? Um, I know there's not not many. The guys that tag OTK and actually are from Ohio, maybe uh, 30 or 40 people. Oh, wow. That's that's a lot. Yeah, there, there's a lot, more, a lot more toy shooters out there than you realize that you just go on the Instagram and type in any number of key hashtags. There's a lot of people that shoot toys down. It's become really big. I want, yeah. I want to like make that sort of thing with like, I, I would like to base it around like libertarian ideology, people who just want to leave people alone and, there you, you know, go, man. Um, but the problem is a lot of the people who think like you're, you're a big, big with Instagram. I'm more of a Twitter guy. And a lot of the like libertarian type anarchist people on Twitter, if you are like, Hey, where are you from? They're like, Oh, you're a federal agent. I'm not talking to you. You know? (laughs) Yeah. It sucks. It's like, it's like completely defeating the thing that I'm trying to, the thing that I want. (laughs) I I also sort of hoped that the uh, podcast might create um, a a community for like the shit that the shit that Matt referenced where he starts listening to an episode and turns it off because he doesn't fucking understand what I'm talking about. Like a community of people that want to talk about that shit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So far that has not happened. I was, I was hopeful that maybe it, there would be others, you know? Yeah. You there gotta, must yeah, be others. You got to start being more involved on Twitter, dude. I see. I feel like you are. I feel like I'm seeing you liking stuff and retweeting stuff a little bit more yeah, often. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, yeah. But you got to like, if those are the people you want, you got to start interacting with them. That's true. Absolutely agree, and also, I don't think either one of you give Instagram enough credit. Right? Yeah, you guys, you guys need to be on the IG. Right? I know. I don't. I don't. I run the the two tongues Instagram. Uh, Chris does the two tongues Twitter, and we're. I think we're both slacking a little bit. That Instagram, I haven't posted anything in a while. Yeah, you both slack on the IG. Yeah. Uh, hey, Matt, so wanna, do, you, wanna, do you want to share? Wanna, do you want to share your handle or for your picks? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you can't, I, or you can't, whatever you want. I'm just giving you an opportunity. Share my Instagram handle. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, Matthew Mutant Hands. That's Matthew Mutant and, uh, Hands. Matthew Mutant. 
it's my name since day one. Funny story behind that. Uh, I've been asked a couple times about it. What the fuck that means? Like, she's pretty, you know, mutant. You know, we're shooting toys. I like turtles and X-Men. Should, should seem pretty self-explanatory, but Kyle, it goes back to a story of and you. Yep. Uh, one night when we well, I, I first started partaking in the herbs. I think you may have been, obviously you were, you were on them before I was, but you, you got me into them. Um, we had a night where we, would, we were repeating the phrase banana hand <laughs> and we would say banana hand and it just cracked us up for like a half hour. Banana Hanahan. Banana Hanahan. It's fun. It's and that's where Matthew Mutant Hands was birthed. That's funny as from, hell. From that, yeah. Yeah. Good story. Uh, Good times. Uh, Matthew, I wanted to talk to you about movies. We were we were hoping that we could talk about movies, so I was just bringing that yeah. topic up. This is the thing, and I I don't know how much this has affected you, being a dad. You know, as far as like your time gets clamped and then of course COVID the last couple of years point is I haven't seen a movie and I, and I haven't been excited about a new movie or gone to the theater to see one before it was available in so long, Insanity. maybe, maybe eight years, maybe more. So I've, pro- I've probably missed tons and you've given me good recommendations and I've, uh, I've, Watch some and some I still have yet to. Point is, it's it's much harder for me these days to keep up with it. So I just sort of gave up for the most part. Um, well, listen, here, here's where it could be easier, man. The movie theaters are just, you know, they're, they're dead, basically. If you still go, that's great for you. And I'm not like I'm going to stop going. But man, there's so much streaming, so many hidden gems that aren't hidden at all that are just on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon. It's, there's, almost at your fingertips man every day there's so many good movies out there so i want to i want to remind the audience that uh matt and kyle and i all worked at a movie theater together for many many years when we were teenagers growing up all all three of us the movies movies have always been a big thing that was a big part of our growing up together and that's actually one of the things i wanted to talk about is those movies that remind you most of our you know our generation or our you know our time together or if there's lines from movies or whatever we we can we can start quoting movies for 15 minutes straight and that's like the funnest time but first, should we tell the story of how we, we first met just really fast? Yeah, go right ahead, buddy. You go right it's, ahead. It's one, of my, it's one of my favorite memories of my life. All right. So I'd worked at this second-rate movie theater called Cinema City for a couple of days. They showed older movies so they were cheaper, movies that were about to hit video, second-line movies. And when you go into the theater, you go into the kitchen, you go upstairs to the projection room. And on my third or fourth day, it was only me and a couple guys that worked there. And I'm running up these stairs. I'm excited to go to work at 15 years old. I'm sorry, I'm 17. 16 or 17. I'm running upstairs. I got these two buddies at work now. Whatever the fuck their names were, I don't know. Huh? I see their feet. I'm getting to the top of the stairs, and I go, hey, what's going on, fuckers? <laughs> and it's you and your sister. Okay. I'm like, who's this curly-haired fuck and this pretty girl? What? I'm embarrassed, you know, and I don't know what to do. And I, just, I don't know if I just walked back down the stairs. You guys didn't even answer me. <laughs> uh, so that's how I met you. We became friends. Uh, and then, what was it, the next year? Kyle comes to town. I remember you walking through the mall one day. Our theater was in a mall. <laughs> yeah. And you're walking into work, and I'm walking out, and me and Kyle just had this, like, who the fuck is this guy, you know? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I, I want Chris to be my best friend, you know? Who, who's, I thought we were, we were 
we had something special. And then he's got this press from Cleveland. Who is this guy? You know, fuck yeah. But long story short, me and Kyle hit it off and we became the three best friends. Yes, indeed. Three best friends that anyone could have. What's that from? Uh, Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis yeah, says it. Definitely Zach Galifianakis. Hold on, I want to tell. Then, I, I want to yeah, tell. Then, I, I want to tell an early story between you and me, Matt. You yeah, tell me if you remember. I want to hear. All right. I want to so, hear. So okay. So one of the things Matt will be the first to tell you is that uh, he and I we're always we're, we're always curious about one another. Like we wanted to be friends. But when I, we first met, he was dating my sister, so that was basically. And we're it, so it was it just it was difficult to be friends because we weren't allowed to be friends. Exactly. Yeah. We were young and. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. So that's that. <laughs> and uh, so when, after they broke up, um, then then we had like a fr- like a fucking like, like an open door to be to be friends. And I remember, oh man, I, we just it was sleepovers and high fives. Do you, do you, hold on. Do you, do you remember? I was out with this girl that I went to high school with, driving around, and I can't, come on. Like, of course, I know this. Go on. Go we on. Should, we should, well, I can't remember why we broke down or something, and we we were uh, in I, your I neighborhood. You say you broke down and you can't, I'm the only one you knew, but really you were with this girl and you had me on the brain. You're like, oh, she wanted to hang out with this dude. So you probably fucking put a nail on tire or something to come hang out with me. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. You guys showed up at my door and, uh, and we, I couldn't get you just about the girl. I was like, oh, fuck, I just my house awesome. But, and it, but and I don't remember why. I don't, I don't honestly don't remember, but you weren't, you weren't, you would not have been expecting me to be the person when the doorbell rang to be there. No, not at all. It was always Walty who rang the doorbell. Because he lived right across the street. But, but yeah, he's right across the parking lot. Right we across a, the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. We were in an apartment complex. Yeah. So, it was always Walty. So there was, so there was that, there was that memory. And then there was, then there, and I don't remember if this is the same memory. Maybe it's not. Uh, there was the one about, uh, about, you and I, I slept over at your at your apartment there, and we, you and I played uh, Zelda on the NES. Do you remember that? Played which game? I'm sorry. Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we. Yeah. <laughs> so we that. That's what we did. We just fucking. And this, this was long after you know NES. This was like nostalgic video game play, and you and I were yeah. like, that was our first experiment in being friends, and we were just like, yep, let's just let's just yep. Let's just spend a few this hours. Guy this guy loves Zelda. Yep, I, I love this guy. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I I need to include Kyle too, but I have one more one more story that I have a question. All right. Do you remember one one Christmas when we ended up sleeping in the same bed watching King Arthur? <laughs> why why was was the power at my house out? When was this? It was uh, you lived in the house on uh, yep. Independence Village. Yep. It was a Christmas. It was Christmas time. Uh, I lived down the road on Tustin. Um, uh, not with Kyle yet. It was with uh, who did I live with first? My sister for like a six months or something. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, around Christmas time, I ended up I had to come down to your house because my power's out or something. But my, my, I'm I'm curious as to why, if my power's out. Why I didn't go to my mom's or something? Why would I bug you? Yeah. And sleep in your bed. Boy. But I remember just laying in bed and watching King Arthur on DVD. In my in my futon. Uh, you had yeah, you had your futon on the floor at that point. I, oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, futon yeah. didn't exist anymore. It was just one big bed. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And, that's what I mean, I mean, it was a cuddly, cuddly, fun, warm <laughs> night, and we liked that movie at the time a lot. This is so I this, just can't remember. This is the Clive, the Clive, uh, um, Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Owen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that movie. I remember that time period. It definitely would not have been unusual for a buddy of mine to be sleeping in bed. So, yeah, um, no, no, no homo. No homo. No. Well, you can't say that a lot now, but I, I like to I like to throw a little bit of homo in there. <laughs> I'll sprinkle a little in. 
Yeah. yeah, I think we had a little bit of homo. We we can't get away with using that term. <laughs> did you did you have another Kyle story you wanted to, you wanted to add? No, I just meant uh, I didn't want to keep it exclusive to those stories. I just told two in a row of uh, that, ba- you. that banana Hanahan guess, story was good. <laughs> yeah, that that was Kyle so yeah, exactly. Like I don't I don't know that I did remember that until you brought it up. But then I was like, that's I awesome. it like pulled it out of. That's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Man, we giggled like about it for. 30 minutes, man. Dude, do you remember the time <laughs> that we were smoking in the bedroom and I had like a seizure because I coughed so hard? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and I can't, I like, I, I hit the bong and I start coughing so hard that I just like reset my brain for a second and have this like little shaking fit and I come out of it and you're just like staring at me like, what the <laughs> fuck? <clears throat> Pardon. And you said, you said something like, don't you ever do that again. <laughs> Did I? I yeah. don't that. Do, do you remember what was going through your head, Matt? Uh, no, me, no. Do you remember how long it lasted? Kyle's seizure lasted? It, it seemed like seconds. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And how scared were you? Yeah. How scared were you? I remember being scared. Oh, I remember being scared. That was, that was when drugs were still new to me, man. Yeah. 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 I, I, I didn't know. I was scared. My friend. I think I dropped the bong. I think so. I think so. Matt, you, you ever black? Was, you ever was, you ever black out from coughing? Have I what? Have do you ever black out from coughing? You ever go unconscious? No. no. Never. <laughs> no. You you act like you don't know anybody who who that's happened to. I don't blacked out from coughing. Yeah, like you just like you just ripped one and you're coughing so hard that you can't get a breath, and next thing you know, you're unconscious. You're waking up. That is not common, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'll tell you what, this podcast studio is full of people who know what I'm talking about. Yeah? Yeah. You guys must be on some crazy shit in Cleveland. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't, we don't black out here. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's funny. Just cough and, cough and go to bed. All right, so I want to know if you had to pick a movie... If you had to pick a movie, because like we we saw all the movies growing up. Matt used to Matt used to have a calendar and probably still does, uh, pinned up on the wall that had the release dates for for albums and for movies, so that we knew when something was dropping, and and uh, and we followed it so we followed it so thoroughly that we knew well in advance what was dropping and saw the trailers as soon as they came out. We got excited about hang certain. On, hang things. on, hang on. I'm, I'm looking at the calendar right now. We yes. got Halloween Kills October 15th, <laughs> and then we got One Night in Soho October 29th. Those are the next two next big ones. One Night in Go Soho? On. Edgar Wright's new film, sir. Oh, okay. Mm. Ooh, it's going to be good. It's uh, a horror film. Edgar Wright's only done uh, comedy. He's the director of Shaun of the Dead, uh, The World's End. Um, he did the trailer for Don't on the, on the Grindhouse flick. Yeah. Um, it, it, this one should be a pretty good one. I still haven't seen the latest Shyamalan or the latest Christopher Nolan movie. Um, the latest Shyamalan was was they go to an island and they just turn old. I don't keep up with his movies because yeah, I didn't see that either. You didn't see it? Oh, shit. All right. No, no. Me neither. I'm not a yeah, no. And Tenet was the latest Christopher Nolan film. Oh yeah. I didn't see that or the uh, last one. I didn't see the, the military one either. So many people I've heard so many people explain to me that Tenet was just you have to have to just be ready to just think and not that there's anything wrong with thinking during the movie obviously but it's just the movie is too smart for its own good mm. and it's not even fun to watch it's a chore to get through 
Mm. There's so much exposition and there's so much to explain. Just enjoy one simple scene. I feel like Nolan has always been on the verge of that. He's gotten away with it because he's great. I mean, but yeah, there has been a few movies where I feel like maybe from Inception on, which I loved Inception. No, Inception. No, but I agree. Inception, Inception, I thought rode the line really well. It did, but it was it it was Interstellar that started to get that way for me. Yeah, I never watched Interstellar. You never watched Interstellar? You son of a bitch! I I still liked Interstellar, but it was a little. There was a scene in Interstellar that was really good that sticks out to me. It was a scene where. McConaughey now, now I can't remember the context anymore but McConaughey sticks his hand out into like this mysterious substance I think he's like in between times or something yeah, yeah. he's in between dimensions and he sticks his hand through it and it reminded me of uh, now I'm going to get hippy dippy for a second but it reminded me of that that Terminator 2 substance that I always talk about on the podcast that I think is whatever's behind our 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 perceptions whatever's actually there behind our perceptions um the t1000 you know uh, liquid metal shit um and it was like somebody passing through the perception into the reality and it was like this really mystical scene and there's just a couple of scenes like that in movies that stick in my head that's one of them another one that comes to mind is the scene in alexander where he where he's racing out with with on horseback against the Indian army and he bucks his horse up in front of a uh, in front of an elephant a guy on an elephant and he bucks up so it's an elephant on two legs and Alexander's on with his horse on two legs like right up against each other Matt do you remember that scene No not really I oh. don't remember much about that movie unfortunately I watched it once What do you remember um uh what's what's her face's uh what's her face I'll tell you what I remember Alexander Angelina. I remember Rosario I remember Rosario Dawson. That's that's that who I meant, oh, Rosario okay. Dawson. Yeah. Uh, uh, How could you forget? How could you forget? She's a, she's a goddess. So something. Uh, you, go ahead. What? No, no you go, go ahead. You go. Uh, so something nope. you said earlier about movies is that there's still a lot of good ones coming out. They're just streaming, and um, yeah, you, you have yeah, to like absolutely. actually look for it a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. That's something that I think I've heard people like. Particularly, I think about my dad who like refuses to listen to anything but Led Zeppelin and classic rock. And he's like, oh, it's just not the same. And I agree. I mean, I think that the quality of music they were playing on the radio back then was way higher. Uh, but I think that there's still a lot of really good music out there. You just have to be a little bit more proactive yeah. in finding it. Absolutely. The same way. Yeah, exactly. Um, my my trouble with movies is my attention span is like garbage now, man. I, I can't which even, is, I have a hard time listening to podcasts anymore. It's like, I can't pay crazy. attention to it. It's crazy, man. And you know, and you know, it's funny because it corresponds with Kyle starting to get an interest in religion again, which may mean this motherfucker's becoming more conservative than he thinks. And now he's like Vince McMahon. He doesn't have an intention span. He, he just wants to get his news in little bite-sized clips. So yeah. that was a callback to an earlier part of the episode, guys. Yes, and indeed. I'm so clever. I'm so goddamn clever. I was able to pull it back around from like 20, 40, a little while ago. A little while. It's mm. been a minute. Um, but yeah, I don't, uh, I haven't been big on the movies because yeah, I just like, I can't, I can't pay attention to them. I feel like, I, uh, I send curse recommendations sometimes. I don't feel like I send you as many pal. I need to start. Yeah. I see um, stuff that you post on Instagram. You'll like put them oh, in your man, story. Yeah. Um, I probably watch it. I probably watch it 
three three forty movies a week, and yeah, when they're good, I'll put them in my story because I just I love sharing and I want people to watch them too, which no one ever goddamn listened to me. Yeah, but uh, but they should. Yeah, man. If I if I if I compliment one, man, give it give it a try. Give it some more taste. Well, you, listen, you guys can tell listening to the way Matt's talking about, um, like the directors of the movies, the, the types of criticisms that he that he's bringing up. That Matt's. Is, He's been watching movies a long time. He knows a thing or two, and uh, you, you would you would be wise to pay attention to his recommendations. Uh, Absolutely. That, that being said, Mother, that was one you recommended to me. Mother was so good. It was good. It was very. Darren Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky. Did you watch that one, Kyle? Nope. No idea. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't yeah. even know what it was. It, it, Chris, did you not explain it to him? Because all the scenes in that movie, that's right up both your alleys, man. It is, but this is the thing about that movie. I don't ever want to watch it again. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, that's that's the point of that movie. You don't you don't need to. One <laughs> viewing and there okay, are a lot of movies I'll like that. I'll check it out. Okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle, it's about a... I mean, I can't even explain it. Chris can explain it way better. Way more intelligent, well, knows way more about it. I'll tell you what it reminds. Um, I'll tell you what it reminds me of. Did, did I ever yeah. make? Did I ever make Kyle? Did I ever make you watch that uh, Unshin Andalou? Yeah, yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Okay, it's like the movie. What movie? It's that. It's that. Um, that Salvador Dali movie. It's black and white from the like the like the oh, teens. Okay. okay. Um, it's called the uh, Unshin Andalou. It's if you if you if you've ever seen the image, the famous image is um, a woman and somebody reaches um, from behind her and opens up her eyelid. And then the other the other hand comes into view of the camera and it's holding a, a razor blade and it just oh. cuts the lady's eye open and her, the liquid f- dr- rolls drains oh, yeah. out of her eye. Then you watch it back in the day. Yes, that's how that's how it starts. But the, the point is that movie starts off like just like sort of a normal normal, and then once it starts going, it, everything gets very fucking symbolic and weird, quick, and it just keeps getting weirder. And you're try, you're just holding on, just holding on, trying to make sense of it. So this is a da- this is a Darren Aronofsky movie called Mother yes. that reminds you yes. of that. Okay, so it's, uh, it's, Gen- it's Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Javier Bardem. Yes. Okay. And that uh, Spanish, that Spanish bad motherfucker. Yeah, he's, he's a bad motherfucker. He's a good actor, man. He is no a good country actor. for old, no country for old men, man. Hell yeah. Whew. I don't think I ever saw it. You never saw No Country for Old Men? God damn it. God damn it. The Coen brothers are guys who I don't really miss their movies. I'll, I'll go out of my way to see their movies. So, Did you, either you by chance, watch the Fargo series on FX? I watched the first season of it, and I didn't catch up anymore after that. But I did like that first season. Jesse Plemons. Okay. I didn't. I heard Absolutely. I heard good things, but I didn't. If you like that first season, watch two and three. They're just as good. Yeah, Chris, you were getting chance at the time. They're not done by the Coens, but the guy understands the Coens, and he does a really good job at capturing their match. It's, it's a really good show. Billy Bob was great in that that first season. Oh, man, how good is Billy Bob? He's the you best. forget about Billy. You forget about him. At least I do. Yeah. yeah speaking of, speaking of Billy Bob, we just started watching last night uh, Goliath on Amazon. We just got through the first episode. I don't know if either of you watched it. I don't it even seems know what like it is. seems like it could be good. Yeah. Did you watch it? It's Billy. Billy Bob. No. What is it called again? It's called Goliath. It's on Amazon. Goliath. No. Mm-hmm. No. Look into it though. Yeah, he's like a, a, a all like because like I said, I just watched the first episode, so like it seems like the premise of it is Billy Bob. He's an attorney, and he started a really successful firm. That's like one of the. It's like a very important firm, powerful firm, but he's no longer a. a um, He's no, no longer employed there. He's he's on his own, and he seems to be poor. 
So it's like you can tell he's a little bit shady. He must have got fucked by this firm at some point. You don't you don't know what's what the story is behind it yet. Mm-hmm. But but now he's has a case against the firm he used to belong to, and so that's how they set it up. So this is this is what Goliath is going to be about. But you know, I've only like, I don't know yet. We'll see. All right. 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 I mean, Billy Bot, like we were saying, that guy's great, so it's probably worth a shot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I forget what I was saying. Oh, we were talking about the Cohen brothers earlier. Um, what What other directors are, like, when they have a movie come out, you're definitely seeing it? Oh, man, there's a new one. Um, seems Robert Eggers. He Ro- did the Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers? Eggers? Yeah. Okay. He did The Witch. Oh, the I saw House. The Witch. I saw The oh, Witch. Oh, how good was The Witch? The Witch was pretty good. <laughs> I didn't see it. It's a creepy Chris, ass movie. Watch The Witch, man. That dude, like, he goes out of his way to make sure every knickknack on the shelf is time period accurate. Mm-hmm. Every noun, every verb, every word you use, he's just, he's a perfectionist. It shows in The Witch. Interesting. The way they speak, the way they. Chris, it's horrifying, man. Watch The Witch. The Witch. It was he a creepy ass movie. He did the lighthouse with uh, uh, I don't see, I Robert see Pattinson that. and oh I like Robert Pattinson Willem Dafoe oh I like Willem Dafoe Kyle likes the Twilight <laughs> series it's, uh, it's another period piece it's just two men assigned to a lighthouse the movie's in black and white and they pretty much both go mad oh guys all right treat yourselves treat right. yourselves to the lighthouse cool his next movie he's doing and it's the same way he's just he's really really good at setting the tone of these period pieces and getting everything perfect. And his next movie is going to be a Viking movie. Fucking so a lot of people are excited for that. that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I am a sucker yeah. for a period movie. Dude, I've been... No, like, right? Like, you don't need, it doesn't have to be a period movie. If it goes before the 90s, if the movie, if the movie doesn't have cell phones in it, it's automatically better. If you can't call the cops, the movie's going to be better. It's just a rule. Nice. What was our What was our old rule? If it had ninjas or breasticles, it's yep. going to be a good movie. Yep, it's going to be a well, good movie. Rule number, th- rule number three true. is... Rule number three, if there's no cell phones, it's going to be good. It's going to be better, yeah. That's a good rule. Yeah, Robert, Robert Edgars is a really um, high-rising uh, director. Um, Ari Aster, who made Hereditary. Didn't see I it. No, I didn't. Chris. But oh, I, I, I want to point out for anybody listening who might be taking these recommendations from Matt right now, we're, we're talking about horror movies. Matt's one of those guys that loves uh, them. Yeah. He loves but them. good horror movies. I'm talking about good ones right now. I'm not talking about trashy ones. Yeah, I'm not generally a guy who loves a ton of horror movies, but that movie, The Witch, was. Oh I mean, man, that was a it's great right, movie. You know, right, it's not, it doesn't even fall in the horror category. It's on its own category of just it's a masterpiece, really. Yeah. Um, it's so good. I mean, I like a little bit of horror. Don't get me wrong. I'm partial to. Right. Yeah. Well, you guys know, like Chris just said, I dip all the way down into the Evil Dead type stuff, and just the eyeballs popping out. Uh, I like. I, watch, I like Evil Dead. I watch a lot of that too. That Ash Evil versus Dead. Evil Dead show on what was it, Stars or whatever? Stars. That was you a pretty, it? I did. Yeah, I watched. Uh, awesome. I think two seasons of it. That's awesome. Well, you get yeah, most of it on what three, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty entertaining. Bruce Campbell's an entertaining guy. Yeah. Put a camera on and just watch him go. Yep. Um. um that's that's one thing I could never go with you all the way on, Matt. Was uh, well, professional wrestling and gory horror movies, like yeah. like you know those kind of horror movies. Not for me. It's not for me, man. Understandable. Yeah, yeah. They're not for most people. Yeah. Did you see Human Centipede, Chris? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. But I did see 
Tusk? Is that what it was? Is that Tusk, Tusk, Kevin Tusk? Smith's movie. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Now, would you... It was a weird-ass movie. Would you... Would you put that on the same level as Human Centipede, or Human Centipede was way, way more like gratuitous? Um, I don't know, Matt. What do you think about that? Just talking about the Human Centipede at work, Kyle. And I brought you up. Oh yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you you got me the Human Centipede on DVD. Kyle likes to eat shit and lick butthole. <laughs> hey. Kyle does like to eat shit, but uh, and lick no. Butthole. When we were roommates, um, before the days of streaming, you had to buy movies, and a movie like Human Centipede, you couldn't just go to Walmart and buy. Yeah. I think Kyle found it for me at, at Media Play or something. And yeah, you just, you just brought it home. You're like, here you go, here you go, man. That's how old Matt is. He just brought up Media you know, Play. You know, I want to see this. I know, right? Mm. Media Play. Fuck. Uh, Human Centipede, though, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, some, that's some trashy horror right there. Yeah, uh, that's, that's like, so. that's the, the li- well, maybe not the line for trashy horror, but that falls firmly into the trashy category. It's the, shark, yeah. it's the Sharknado okay. of what? horror movies. No, 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 no. The, the first human centipede was an interesting idea. Mad scientist wants to sew four people together to see if the bowel movement will go from the first one into the second one's mouth into the next one. And he wants to create a human. They didn't show much in the first one. It was just this crazy idea. They yeah. showed a little bit, right? And then it did part two, and it got very gratuitous and stupid. And then in part three, I, I got 10 minutes into and even I turned it off because mm. part three was just, um, there was a prison warden, and he wanted all his prisoners were disobedient. So he wanted to make a giant human centipede in the oh, prison God. yard of two hundred people. That's so the Sharknado just, one right there. Exactly, <laughs> Sharknado was just straight up, you know. I remember I watched Human Centipede. I can't talk Human Centipede Two with you, and Part Two. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. movie was. Just like so disturbing. stupid, yeah, and to like, yeah. yeah, I like it was so just intentionally disturbing. It, there was yeah, not... there was no purpose behind yeah. the disturbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm all for a psycho, a psycho to the point, or even, or even a good psycho if the character's written well, you know. Sure, that's all you need. But that one was just a, a little masturbating retard who wanted. I'm sorry, I used all words. Sorry, I'm on a podcast. That's yeah. all right. Uh, you, well, you no, just every, listen, to, everybody heard how quickly you caught yourself and apologized. And it, seemed, it sounded I did. Good. I, I did. I, I understand. I understand. It's not a good word. Um, I'm just old, and to me, it was kind of you know. Yep. Do you remember when everything used to be gay? I'm cool with it. Everything was always. Exactly. Everything was so exactly. fucking gay. We didn't. We didn't even know what gay was. It just meant that's dumb. I say gay. Yeah. Not that gay internet. people. Not that, exactly. I don't. Um, yeah. We need to you, man. Don't watch. If you're it. offended, you should stop being so gay about it. You know, you know what else is a is an interesting one is saying you suck, yeah. Because everyone, even little kids, say say that. At least we did. But what does yeah. it does it mean you suck dick? Is that what it means? Because it seems to be that's what it means. And oh God, was damn I it. Saying, Why have I never thought about was it? Was I saying that? When, well, I was saying that when I was ten years old, for sure. For sure. To strangers, I think you just suck. I think you just blew my mind when I was saying you suck. Was I saying you suck dick? Exactly. What 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 do you suck exactly? No, it was saying you suck. At lot. Oh, but what are you sucking? But what are you sucking? Oh, <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. Holy shit. I'm going to smack my kid. She says that. I'm going to hit her next time she says it. <laughs> Do you know what that makes me think of? Is uh, one, one of these lines, one of these movie lines that, is, that stick with me for some reason is uh, you don't want her to think you suck dick at fucking pussy, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> What's that from? Super bad. Super yeah. bad. That's one of those movies that reminds me of our, of our you know, growing up together. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the girl next door, of course. Oh, the girl Lots next of door. Dick jokes. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, the, the the girl next door. I was 
someone brought up Timothy Oliphant. Eddie Eddie is running through the Deadwood series, which mm-hmm. is a pretty good Western series. He brings up Oliphant. What do I think Timothy Oliphant in? And I tell him, the girl next door, uh, I bring up a couple more movies, but he's not in a lot of good stuff, I realize. No, but he was awesome. But he was awesome in Justified. He was, and he was awesome in the girl next door, but it leads me to another great Kyle story. <laughs> so, Kyle knows this one right away, I'm, pro- I'm probably sure. Uh, so Kyle was dating Mary at the time. No, I was dating Mary. And Kyle took Mary to the movies because I had to work one night. Kyle was in town visiting. So they went to see the girl next door. Uh. And they come back and Kyle explains this movie. <laughs> we just saw this fucking porno movie. <laughs> Christian, Slater, Christian Slater in a bunny suit in it. And me and Walty and whoever else, what the fuck are you talking about, Kyle? And he just... Yeah, he saw a movie with Christian Slater in a, in a, in a bunny suit. <laughs> and then, you know, years later, you know, we find out, not years later, months later, Timothy Oliphant, not Christian Slater. Very similar. Similar hairstyles. Yeah, there's just similar. like a vibe about them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't understand um, how Timothy Oliphant isn't bigger. He's a handsome it was, motherfucker. It was, it was way before he was a thing in, in your defense. Yeah, he never yeah, did really get big, did he? He never really did get. He was in the last season of Mando, Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. He he didn't. Do, they never made him a superhero, did they? I don't think they did. I don't know. Oh, no, he hadn't been any superheroes yet. No. He, he could be a villain. He could be the Joker. He could be well, Gambit. He he could. He you could can you imagine? Hey, Matt, the other night we were watching wrestling over at my family's house, and Christian was wrestling somebody. I can't remember who he wrestled recently. Um, uh, I think it was the night that CM Punk came out, and, and or no, no, no. It was the night that Daniel Bryan debuted. Oh, you watched, Bryan you, you watched the pay-per-view, so you watched Christian fighting Kenny Omega, the best wrestler in the world. Yes, yes, that's what it was. That's what it was. And, <laughs> that was a great um, match. And my dad was watching it, and, you know, he just calls things the wrong thing all the time. Uh, and he saw Christian. He was calling him Christian Slater. Word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fucking hilarious. Your dad? Yeah, my oh, dad. Man. Christian I, Slater. I, I gotta tell. For, I gotta tell for the audience for those people who don't know Kyle's dad. So uh, some of some of the people listening know him very well. Yeah. Uh, but he's a he's a funny guy. He's a character. Like kind of like every dad is a character. Pretty much every dad I've ever known is a character, a fucking cartoon character of a personality yeah. that makes him endearing. If if he's a nice enough guy, otherwise it makes him an asshole. Sure. Um, but Kyle's dad is is. The, He's got a way of speaking. He's from he's he's grew up in the sixties and seventies. He's from that hip that hippie era or the kind of burn burnout sort of generation. And he talks in in a way that reminds you of it. And it's 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 hard to describe. Kyle could probably do it. He won't he won't because I've because he he doesn't perform like a like like a circus pony. But he could probably do his 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 dad you know the way he is. And if you see him and hear him talk, it doesn't really matter. He doesn't have to be trying to be funny. He's funny, man. He will make you laugh. Naturally. Naturally. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he he was hitting the, the Christian Slater the other night. That was pretty fucking funny. That was like a classic. That is, that is funny. Kyle's dad made fun of me for years for drinking Coors Light. Yep. He drinks non-alcoholic beer now, so. Oh, no. What? Nice. Yeah, because he has gout really bad, and... You know, the beer really fucks with you, so he just drinks non-alcoholic beer. That's how much he loves the taste of beer. Wow. You know, like, some people drink beer just to get drunk. They're like, I'll drink Coors Light just because I want to get hammered. He loves the taste of beer so much that he drinks non-alcoholic beer. I wonder if it's the alcohol, if it's the alcohol or if it's the inflammation from the from the 
carbohydrate in the beer? Because it's a good it, question. Does he still have gout drinking non-alcoholic beer? It's not anywhere near as bad, but it was so bad for so long <laughs> that he's just like kind of fucked up from it. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean his his like middle finger is like swollen up like this big. It's like oh yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Matt, do you, Matt, do you do any drinking at all anymore? No. Is it completely done no. with that? Completely done. That's probably when good. we would do the when we do the when we would do the toy kicking twice a year. Yeah. I would like, oh, okay, I'll get a six pack here and there, and it would just, you know, make my stomach upset or something. And, yeah, yeah. and like you just said, it's probably good. Yeah, I was never good at good at it. So, well, it wasn't that you weren't good at it. You were you were good at it. It's just that you were you could tip over the edge and become an, a nasty drunk. I mean, it, it not not a nasty like not like you were a, a violent guy, but you remember, man, you remember like that. <laughs> You remember yeah, how you yeah, got? Yeah. You, you just got confrontational, yeah, yeah. and you're such a sweet, guy. you're such a sweet person, man. You're, you know, that's another thing just, that I wanted to say, and I'll say it. I'll interrupt you to say it right now, mm-hmm. is that Matt? There are there are few people in my life that that I've encountered that have a certain type of uh, quality about them that I admire, and it makes me want to be like them. And the kindness that you have shown in your life has always been one of those things. And you've been one of those people that I admire and that I try to be like. And it, and it goes back to things like the way you treated your, hold on, I'm telling you something nice about you. It goes back to to the way you treated your little cousins. It goes back to the way you were generous with money, even though you were just as poor, if not more poor than, than me and Kyle were growing up. Um, you know, it just, it's a big deal to see somebody make sacrifices for, you know, for people they love to express that. And, uh, so I'm just taking this public moment to tell you and everyone listening, I love you, man. Very kind of you. I love you too, man. I love you too. You're a sweetie. I love you, I love you both. <laughs> and you know what it is about Kyle that I admire that I try to be like? The thing that it is uh, about Kyle is something that I, I oh, you go ahead and guess. I didn't think you were going to guess. <laughs> go ahead and guess. No, no, no. I'll tell you what it is. It's the it's the contrarian thing that Kyle does, <laughs> where he where he will call, for, well it, he'll do it for, to everybody. You know he'll he'll pick pick it apart or he'll ask questions that will derail you. But he'll do it to me the same as he will to somebody else, which is great. I so appreciate that somebody who's my friend who will call me on my shit if he thinks <laughs> I'm full of shit. Absolutely. So, I don't. That doesn't sound that nice. That doesn't sound like the, the <laughs> nicest guy to have around. I'm telling you. I'm telling you that that's a quality that I. It's a naivete that, sure. that I struggle with still, where I've always felt like, I've always felt like everybody's basically like me, yeah. and that's the not true. Yeah, you and have always I, felt, and that I way. give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, way too easy. Yeah. But Kyle never does. Kyle's like, wait, a, wait, a goddamn minute, wait a minute. I think uh, I think that Matt would probably agree with me that uh, since we're being gay and talking about what we admire <laughs> about each other, is that that like naivete from you, you like you're always like the white knight, like the good guy, you know, like you always like you just said earlier in this podcast that you said your prayers every night before you went to bed. Goddamn right. So that yeah, like that, that like that fits perfectly with my image of Chris growing up, saying your prayers every night. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hold on, I wanted to say something about that. Um, so when I was a kid and I would say my prayers, right? Um, there were times where I, like, I was in desperate situations, you know, like when you're a teenager and you're going through some fucking struggles. You know how you, you know, the struggles, oh, struggles you go through and, you know, some crises. And, uh, and I was horny all the goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> well, the point is, man, I would, 
I would pray during those times. And it, what it did was it got me to think about things. And then I, if I did that, if I spent the time thinking about things, I would start to answer my questions. I would start to propose things to myself like, well, if this is what you're worried about, X, Y, and Z. And what I realized like a year ago, or maybe, maybe, maybe a little more, is that when people say that they pray, they speak to God and God speaks to them, that's what they mean. Okay. What happened to me? I'm sitting there as a teenager, you know, praying to God, talking about the shit that's on my mind um, that I don't understand. And I was answering myself. Yeah, that and, makes sense. In retrospect, I'm, uh, you know, as a much older man, I'm thinking to myself, you were sitting there, you know, meditating in your, in your head. You were asking questions and you were answering them. So I think that's what they mean when, 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 when people say that. Yeah. Uh, they speak to God and God speaks to them. What do you think of that, Matt? I think that I love you. <laughs> well, I, did you know that I, did you know that I, oh, I, I mean, I, if, I guess if you listen to the podcast, you know that I have this intuition. I, I have this belief that, that all of reality is God and that includes you and me. That's insane to me, man. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the problem with finding a, with finding a community around that idea, you know, cause people are like, what in the fuck, what in the Sam hell, sir? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well. Um hold on. Do you, yeah. Do you respect my uh my holding that opinion though? Do I respect your opinion? Are you asking me? Yes. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Even though you think it's fucking weird? There's not two people I respect more in the world than you two. Um although I think it's weird, but <laughs> I mean like I said, you you're the two of the smartest dudes I know I know, so you know. It's weird, but you're probably right about everything, you know. I, mean, <laughs> I love you, man. I'm, pro- I'm probably fucked. I gotta start hitting up church because I don't go to church. No, I don't, think you need I to don't go to church. church. Uh-uh. Yeah. I think if you've got the Ohio toy kick, you're probably good. You that seems like a that's what I'm taught. That's what I'm looking for in a church is community, mostly. <laughs> I, I get that. People helping people. I, I definitely get that. People helping people. Power stuff. <laughs> uh, hey, I, uh, I want to shout out to uh, Put In again. And uh, Dave, my buddy Dave, who we bring up from time to time, and oh. uh, and Michael, who if he's probably not listening, if he ever hears it, because those are the only two people I know who would appreciate any of the wrestling conversation that we've been having today. Oh, oh Dave yeah. and Michael, these are my people. Yep, my people. I like. Assalamu alaikum. I like you. Assalamu alaikum. It is here, Kyan. Matt, uh, I, I think that you and Colin should do a wrestling podcast. Oh, what a fantastic idea! It is a fantastic idea. I think that, you that got, would be dope. I would listen to that. You got the old man complaining about everything. <laughs> An optimist, optimistic, super polite young man saying, yep. not telling me I'm wrong because he's too nice to tell me I'm wrong. But trying to, <laughs> I love your brother, man. Can I tell you that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that I, you guys are uh, a part of each other's lives. That's great. Yo, my God, dude. It's like uh, I need to call him. Because we've had, there was a, a two or three week period where once a week we would call and talk. That's, that's awesome. That's and awesome. it was just, it was like Hank Mardukas, you know, it was like yeah, Hank Mardukas once. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> man, it's not just wrestling though. It's like the way he holds all of you guys in such high regard. Like everyone, his mom, you, um, Corey, his dad, and the way he loves his mom. Like, dude, I'm, I'm tearing up right now just, just saying that. Yeah. Uh, he's just, he's. You know what that reminds he's me the of? Best. He's the best of us all, Peter. <laughs> I do, I do love Colin. I, I wish I knew him as well, even as Matt does. Um, I, mean, I mean, you, you, know. you guys are, you guys are buds. 
but the, mm-hmm. for, just for so for the audience's sake, uh, Colin is a much younger, so like the the likelihood of him becoming friends with uh, Kyle, like Kyle's friends, there's a pretty significant age gap. So it, you know, at least when we were younger, what didn't seem like a likely like a high likelihood situation. But now that we're all grown up, it just so happened, you know, that you guys you guys have that in common and became became weird. really close. You know, it is weird. Weird. Weird how the world works. From, from day one, I remember meeting your brother and all those years ago, and I went to Cleveland, and this adorable, chubby little boy <laughs> is just fucking in love with the Hardy Boys, and he's got wrestling DVDs. I'm like, yes, your little brother is awesome. <laughs> and he, then he always well, loves a, lot of, a, lot, a lot of people from that era, though, especially children that grew up in the, the Attitude Era, definitely have moved on from wrestling, you know, because it just oh, got yeah. worse, and yeah. they're intelligent people, not that me and <laughs> Colin Oates, but, you know... Uh, Dude, no, nobody yeah, liked like, nobody liked wrestling as much as Colin, and he 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 was man. Do you remember? You guys had so many wrestling action figures, oh, fucking so <laughs> many, and the rings. Yep. yep. We loved wrestling in my household. That's why I'm like excited to see AEW, man. Like it's... I know, I, I I know that you always yeah. When it was good, you would watch. Yep. And I got I had you engaged a few times. So I'm yep. sure your brother did. Um. So yeah, I'm glad that you get to watch and you are getting to watch the good stuff because. It's just really good wrestling, man. Wrestling, if you're a wrestling fan. I'm going to have to watch, like, an entire episode. I'll try. What is, it's on Wednesday? Wednesdays at 8 o'clock. Uh, there's a plug for AEW. 8 o'clock on TNT. I'll have to try. I'll have to give the whole I, episode I had, a shot. I had to get a, uh, because, you know, no one's going back to table. Who does that? Oh, fuck that. So I had to get one of these uh, Roku's. Yeah. And I'm like, God, I got a Roku. I can watch AEW now. Nope. Then I had to get Sling, the subscription <laughs> service, to watch TNT. Wonderful. So I'm paying $37 a month to watch TNT for two hours a week. Jesus. I legit legit pay that for eight hours of entertainment. I don't watch anything else on it because it's just like 19 channels you get for what I pay. Yeah. And, you know, I want to watch commercials, right? Is it worth it? Oh, for eight? Yeah. If you're a big wrestling fan like I am, it, it, yeah. Every, I look forward to every Wednesday. Like I used to look forward to every Monday. Nice. Yeah. Like the way I used to look forward to Mondays when I was a teenager, uh, I look forward to Wednesdays now. Nice. It's nice to have something to look forward to. It is. It is. It is, man. It is. And that's something, and that's interesting because I don't know if like, um, like, you know, we, we didn't, we grew up before there was streaming and before there was DVRs. So if we were watching something that was new, we had to fucking be there when it was airing, you know, you never know when you're going to get to see it again. You got to get the fuck there. (laughs) And you might not ever see it again. Right. So people looked forward to shit like that. And, in the world of streaming uh, and binging, people don't do that anymore. And I just wonder, like, uh, what kind of psychological differences that's going to that's going to create for for the next up and coming generations. Still happens with wrestling, though. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had this thought on the way over here, and it I thought it was funny because I was coming over here to talk to you guys, and we all used to be big fans of emo. Yes. Uh, and I was thinking to myself that country music, like good country music, old country music, is kind of like the original emo. <laughs> you know, it's got a, it's got the acoustic guitars, it's got the sad lyrics right. about getting broken up with. Uh, it's like, like I said, the original emo. I, I want to see a um, a cover album come out, like just it's just Chris Caraba singing the old country songs, yeah, emo style. Okay. I, I would listen to that. I would also listen to like, I think, and this sounds, this, this would be good. I sh- I'm going to try to petition to get this put together. Like some, 
of the good modern country artists doing like old emo songs. That would be that interesting. Would be that would be interesting. Like Sturgill Simpson covering a, uh, I don't know. Screaming Infidelities. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. That would be um, fun. Interesting. Um, but I, I also think that modern country is like kind of similar to emo too in some ways. Um, but I, I, Matt, do you listen to any country anymore? No, no, not modern country, not at all. No, like uh, I, it's another it was, one of those things where you're not going to hear good shit on the radio. No, no. Uh, there's a lot but of good. The, there's a lot of good country getting made right now. Yeah, there's a girl at work who works in the office and she listens to a lot of country. Yeah, off in her office sometimes, and yeah, she has someone who is. You're right, the mainstream just nothing good. Oh, it's so bad. She, she follows a couple of country singers in Columbus, and yeah, I've, I've stopped listening a few times. They weren't bad at all. Before we get off the emo subject, yeah, I, I want to share a story. It's not exactly a story, but this is a way that a certain memory comes across in my mind, and I'm curious if how Matt sees this. So you know there was a time when Matt and I were very close for, for a long time, and we enjoyed all the same music, and that was a big part of the growing up together, you know. Uh, and, and true with Kyle, too, um, although Kyle always liked shit that I always liked shit I didn't like. And <laughs> after a while... After a while, Matt and I diverged, and Kyle and Matt converged. So there was a time Weird. when, when I, yeah, like so I and I was always like, I was always like, a couple of years behind, basically, you guys for a while. So there was a time where we diverged, and at that time in our lives, this is how I remember it. And you tell me if you think this is this is legit or not, because there was a time when Matt wore like guy liner and listened to him, and uh, uh, you know who who else was there? There was another. Fucking band. Uh, the guy liner, the guy liner may be gone, but him is still be listened to, by the way. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. So, all right, so this is how I remember it. Um, so, this, so guys, just for the audience's sake, setting the scene, this goes back to the, you know, the early 2000s, and this was in, when the popular rock and roll, when the scene that was popular, one of the popular scenes at the time, uh, was this, this sort of punk and pop punk resurgence that was happening it was getting popular at, for, for those people who remember it sort of started off with Green Day and those people in the late 90s and all the offspring and then it kind of you know flourished and became the the Blink-182 pop culture era and uh, during that time the, the branches of rock and roll that we were we were enjoying that kind of I think sort of sprouted from that uh, that late 90s uh, alt rock or progressive rock that um, that uh that it was it was fracturing, and then emo had become a thing, and screamo was this uh, uh, sub genre of it, and pop punk and power pop and all this all this stuff. You guys remember? Yeah. And uh, where was I going with this? I don't know. Son of a bitch! Uh, help, reel me in. What was I? Where did I start? You were talking about subgenres of pop punk, the emo. Oh, research. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How? So how? <laughs> this? Yeah. Can you hear this? Yeah. All right. So um, this is this what I remember. Yeah, there. yeah can you okay, so, can you hear? Sorry, I had, I had a uh, yeah. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. Go on. That's okay. All right. So this so there was a few record labels that Matt and I liked a lot, and one of them was Drive Drive Through Records. And at the time, they had they had bands that were very popular. You guys probably remember uh, New Found Glory was on MTV and that sort of thing. That was a one of their bands. So as as the scene developed, in these the years went on, uh, Drive Through Records had a uh, an EP that came out, or a, or a couple of these bands had an EP that came out, and these new bands that were on the record label included the Early November and Senses Fail. And what happened, and this is how this is how my mind goes. What happened was I favored the Early November sound, 
and Matt favored the census fail sound. And I went off into the emo route with the early November, and Matt went off into the you know scream more more like harder music with census fail. And that's how I remember the split originating. What do you think of that, Matt? Uh, this is super interesting. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to be interesting to the audience. Um, <laughs> Fuck so I apologize. This is us. I apologize. Yeah, no, I, um, that's that absolutely did absolutely did happen. Um, but the reason I was drawn more, I think, to the sense of sale and the silver scenes, because if you remember, I was always crying over a girl and being sad over a girl, yep. and they were angry. They were angrier. You're right. Whereas, I, man, I, I love some Eastern Brothers over now. And even back then, I didn't I didn't mind them, but right. they were. They were they were singing about the joys of love and they were happy to be in love. Whereas Silverstein was wanting to burn your house down, you know, and <laughs> then run a train over the ashes. Yeah, and then you know, then they wanted to come in and piss on it and pour some beer on it. So that seemed, so that that was that, that was why I think I went that way more. Mm. It seems obvious. It, it seems obvious when you say it now, but I didn't never really thought about that. Like I was always pretty yeah. happy go lucky nope. and your prayers before bed. saying my prayers before bed. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Hulk Hogan, man. Yeah. Exactly. I was thinking about Hulk Hogan too. Did yeah. you take vitamins? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't no. take vitamins. No Flintstones vitamins. Uh, maybe uh. when I was little. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was always uh, you remember crying over someone. You're right. And uh, you were you were you know, look, you were happy even if you were married to a psychopath and the <laughs> devil. You were happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know what? We make mistakes when we're young. And, we do. Uh, we we, we do, man. Do, hey, let, let me ask you this question. This might be hard because you you got a daughter. I got girls too, and so it's being trying to explain anything to a girl is hard when you're a guy. You know, it's just difficult um, because I don't know what I don't know, and I don't know what they understand. Uh, but what I'm bringing up is one of the things that I mentioned to Kyle earlier is trying to teach your kids or warn your kids about the shit that they're going to encounter. You know that it's going to be hard. So, like when you when they become a teenager, start going through puberty, you know all these things that are, that are going to happen to them. You know that that they're going to have to make choices they never had to make before. That they're you know they're going to have you know struggles with their friends, and you know they're going to girls start getting mean to each other, boys start competing with each other, and there's mm-hmm. all and you know heartbreak and all kinds of stuff that happens. And I always wondered like why didn't nobody ever warn me about it? And then I'm like. Well, how how would I do it? To, how would I warn my daughters? Because they don't understand. They don't understand. Yeah, what, what are you going to say? What, yeah, what, gonna what say? do you say? What What do you say? So how, do, just, how, how, do, how are you handling that? Because your your girl is going to be a teenager before you know it. Uh, so it's like an unspoken rule that we're going to need to address eventually. But I, I'm all, I've only recently been okay in joking about boys. Okay. Like if we're, if we're watching a movie, I, I can joke about it now, kind of. But the, the funny thing about our relationship is perfect example is last night she asked if we could watch Halloween the 1978 Halloween Ooh. and I'm like I go through it in my head I'm like okay there's one one nudity scene a bunch of kills no problem I will let my daughter watch a throat be opened up but yep. when boobs come on the screen I'm like nope <laughs> no. boobs. It, it's very strange like because again like I told you she, she knows how they even do those gags with the, with the throat slicing she knows the prosthetics they put on so I'm, that stuff doesn't bother me sexual stuff man I don't want to think about it I don't want to talk about it yep I think that's a solid policy (laughs) but I appreciate that but it's going to be weird eventually I have to but if we want to get into our deepest darkest 
deepest, darkest fears on here, man. I don't ever want her to have a boyfriend. I don't want to lose my daughter, you know? Yeah. So I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily going to broach that subject, but since you did. Well, I mean, I jumped right there, man. It's, uh, I don't, it's, I don't, I don't even want to think about it, man. You know, and I know it's right around the corner. She's 10 now, but I don't even want to think about it. So, so uh, I know, I, yeah. So I know, and I mean, and I guess the audience doesn't know, but, um, but you know, it's basically you and your daughter and, and so she's your whole world. And that would be true if, if you had like a, a wife and other kids, that would still be true, but it's, it's just you guys. And yeah. so she's, it's, it's she's, like Tupac. It's, we're Tupac, me against the world. You know what I mean? Her yeah. against, isn't that a Tupac song? I think so. Ronnie and Bonnie and you, Bonnie and Ronnie. You're thinking of just, just, <laughs> the, you're thinking of just the two of Bonnie us. Bonnie and Clyde, Eddie, Bonnie, I'm sorry. Wilson. Bonnie and Clyde, me and my girlfriend, but it's me and my daughter though. Yeah. yeah. It's not my girlfriend. Well, she, you know. You know, she's your, she's your whole, whole world. And it's great, especially because you're, because you rose to the occasion spectacularly because you're a tremendous dad and uh, everybody who, everybody who Eddie sees you. Eddie did boys though. Think about that. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie is a, Eddie is a goddamn superhero. Uh, first, first of all, I got to say, I've said this before. If anybody powered through like 16 hours of Jordan Peterson lectures with me the, the, earlier in the, earlier in the year, uh, one of the things I think is the most admirable quality like we, we've been talking about today is people that are willing to t- shoulder responsibility. You know, somebody who picks up the garbage on the street, even though it's not their garbage, because it needs to be thrown away. The per- the person that works two jobs to, to to take care of their kid because it's the only way they can afford to give them a life, you know, that's worth a damn, even if it means you're working yourself to death. People who burden responsibility. Eddie is a man that took on a tremendous amount of responsibility at a young age. I don't know if he did it with a smile on his face, but he don't ever see, hear that guy complain. He's True. doing it, Never. man. That Never. I don't know if Eddie knows that I like, admire him in that way, but I hope he listens to this. He's going to listen to this. So I think he already knew, but he'll definitely know now. Yeah, uh, he'll never complain, not once. He loves his kids more than anything in the world. And, I mean, what a guy. I don't. I know we don't want to get political on here, but I think that's the problem with the world today. That's the problem with this upcoming all these kids, the upcoming generation. I, I honestly believe that that people people shirk responsibility. That's that's so so much more normal, or maybe it's more accepted or something now to just be to avoid responsibility. To, yeah. You know, and I think yeah. that's a big problem. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, all right, Matt. Uh, you got any? Um, I know we got off this subject a while ago, but any movies or one-liners that that stick in your head that remind you of uh, our our growing up together? <coughs> you, you, Kyle, any and I. movies or movies or one-liners that remind me of you guys? Yeah, they just you know. There's there's so many movies, man. We we uh, we bonded over so many movies together. I have a question. Yeah. What what movie did you guys go see? Before your what your first wedding? Oh, Jackass three. Is that what it was? Okay, you oh. were there. I wasn't. I had to work that day. I had to work. Oh. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I didn't get to be there for that one. Um, Kyle, Kyle, the entire ninety minutes of that film, I was telling Chris, like, Chris, look what we're doing. Like, this is if, if there's ever been the definition of symbol symbolism, <laughs> we're we're watching Jackass three on the day of your wedding. Don't do it. Yeah. I try to talk Chris out of getting married that entire day. Tired <laughs> the entire drive there. Yes, you did. Like, yes, you no did. Actually, lie. actually, yes, you did. And I seem to remember. Didn't I? Didn't I like 
tell you to you not knock it off? Point. I did. You got mad at one point. I did. You, you I got did. Mad. Because, you got mad at one point. Because you were starting to get to me, man. <laughs> well, I mean, and you know what? Any In any other situation, I'd say, man, I was being, that's so selfish of me. I was being a cunt. No. But she was literally the Antichrist. And I can look back and say, I don't have to feel bad at all. She was the devil. No. And I wish that I wish that I would have went went farther. I wish that I would sabotage your wedding. Um, <laughs> Dude, you, to you, save you no, because you, you, you didn't deserve all those years of fucking being treated like that. Thank you, man. But you did the hard thing there, and you always did, man. Listen, it's way hard to tell anybody something that they don't want to hear. It's way harder yeah. when it's way harder when it's your dear friend. And it's you, way you, harder, you're right, but that fucking piece of shit was so evil. It was so easy. <laughs> Wait, so so Matt was the only. I don't, I don't, I, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to keep talking about it, man. But now now that we can get it. I can say it with you know freedom. I don't think we've talked about it much. No, we haven't. Years. We haven't. Um, you know, again, she was the, the two best people I know. You, you two and Eddie, and to see you, the, the you know, the best people on this planet, uh, just treated treated like shit by that fucking awful person. Yeah, it was hard, man. It was hard. So the audience doesn't know yet, but but I, if they haven't picked up on it, but we we mentioned my first marriage. So you've we're met, we're talking you've about mentioned it here and there. Yeah, we're t- we're talking about a my fir- my first wife. So bad, you know, b- bad situation all around. And uh, you know, if you, you guys may have heard me talk about it on other podcasts, you have podcasts. you have. Let, let, let me let, let me cut you off again. I apologize. Go ahead. Uh, you got to talk about it, and when you do, you're both older now, and you speak with respect, and you're you're just super sweet guys. And I feel like I've matured a little bit, I guess, but <laughs> not in her regard. So I will say it for you guys, since you guys are so nice and respectful, that Chrissy, if you are listening to this or if you just can't listen to this, I hope you fucking have an upset stomach tonight and <laughs> your fucking dinner tastes awful because you are awful and you deserve ugh, just the worst. That does show some maturity, just yeah. wishing the, the upset tummy and the bad dinner. That's that's pretty well, solid of you. That's just because I'm trying to be nice or funny, you know, but really I'm wishing <laughs> death and sickness and STDs and the worst things to happen to her. Yeah, the, the, worst, the worst part about it was uh, just never ma- managing to well, – it, I guess it goes back to gratitude. She she was not grateful for anything I ever did. Not, not and, in, in not for a, anything, not for nothing, and I and I tried really hard and made big sacrifices. I mean, we don't have to we don't have to say what those are. You guys know what they are, but I made big sacrifices, life changing sure sacrifices, did. and all that stuff was just it, you know her ass was wiped with that stuff, and uh, yeah. you know, but you know what? That's one of those moments that that made me that helped me to be less naive because that that's what I brought up earlier: being naive and thinking that people are basically good and that mo- people are mostly like me. That's been a, a naive thing. It's wrong, and I continue to let myself believe it because I, that's the kind of person I am. Because I just want the world to be that way, I guess. And um, uh, that was one of those moments where it's like you, you know, you you trusted, you 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 paid for, you know, you know. I, I just I'm referring to sacrifices that I made, you know, mm-hmm. to to have to have this thing, and it was just thrown in my face, just with no care, with no care, like. The, the idea that a human being could do that to another human being didn't even right. occur to me until it happened to me. You know, so that that made me less naive. It's like, oh, okay, people are fucking terrible. This happens. Yeah. People are terrible. But it makes me appreciate the good the good people. Sure. It makes me more reluctant yeah. to find them. You know, I've only managed to make uh, like one like one close friend uh, since I've been up here apart from Kyle. 
Um, you know, you better, I, keep it, you better keep it that way too. <laughs> uh, well, you know, but and and there are lots of. I mean, I'm sure there are many more people, good people, that are worth knowing. But it's just like the effort you have to put into finding those people. I mean, fuck, it's hard. I don't have. I don't have that kind of time. Yeah, it's hard. You, you found your wife though, so you know. Yep. I mean, thanks to thanks to you, kind of. Thanks to you, kind of. Yeah. Both of you. Yeah, I was just going to give myself that credit, but I appreciate you. I appreciate <laughs> you, pal. Yeah, you know, I, I did take you to Cleveland, you know, to uh, meet some girls, you know, and you met your wife, you know. I guess. <laughs> you really my, my threw them into the deep good... end. Yeah, I should get patted on the back for that one. <laughs> Absolutely. So then, Kyle, you gave me Cleveland, so, you know, full circle. Full circle. Maybe maybe uh, when your daughter gets to be college age, you can convince her to come to school up here, and then you can just move up here. <laughs> Well, wherever she goes, I'm going. So, uh, whatever school she goes to, I'm trying to follow her like a stalker. So, if she goes to Cleveland, yeah, I'll move to Cleveland. Well, listen, man. Um, I, I so my father-in-law before before he passed away, he, yeah, one of the things that he he told me, and many many men have told me this that have children, is that when you have girls, there's a time when they're teenagers where they don't want to have anything to do with you, and so I know that. That's probably yeah. true, and you know, um, it, it may be hard for you, you know, to have to deal with whatever degree of that you have to deal with. But it's something that happens from maybe like the age of twelve until about the age of twenty-two. That, that's what I've been told. It's a ten-year period after which the girls um, they want their daddies again. They want they want to have their daddies back in their lives. You know, once they get past that sort of hump, and so you have this like period of time where you become close again so I, i'm expecting that that's going to happen some degree of that's going to happen to the both of us so um you can have you have that to look forward to i don't think there will ever be 10 years that go by where i don't know i mean i can't predict the future <laughs> I can't. um but i don't know i mean everyone's different uh i was i was still 16 going to movies with my mom i didn't have a lot of friends i guess but uh also i love my mom um, your good horror movie buddies. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I never, I never really took my mom to a movie. At least none that I can remember. I did take my dad to see a movie one time. I took him to see Three Ten to Yuma. You remember that? Okay. That was an excellent flick. Yeah. So I was pretty disappointed because you know, you know how I am with when it comes to movies. The ending is is gonna make or break it for me. Oh, you need a you need Sunshine Roses. Yeah. Yeah, I need <laughs> I need some kind. I need something. You know. Um, so yeah. I, t- I took him to see that I, uh, because he just like you know he like most of the guys most of the dads that I know of that generation they like those westerns that you oh, know yeah. and that was the first time that they did a kind of quality western honestly because when you think about that like what did we have in our generation we had that fucking um, that movie with uh, American Outlaws American Outlaws we had we did have the Young Guns but we were kind of young during the during the Young Guns yeah but I don't know if you'd call those quality compared to Three Ten to Yuma. Um, I mean, you know, they have their place. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't put them with Three Ten to Yuma or what was that? Cohen did that remake with Jeff Bridges. Oh, uh, um, oh, fuck! I can't remember what it's True called. Grit. Yeah, True Grit. <laughs> True Grit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that was that was really good. Did you see the original uh, True Grit? No, I mean, no. People have been telling me too since that one came I out. Though so. I watched that one with my grandpa back in the day. Oh, nice. Did, also, I've, I've been told to watch the original 310 Yuma a lot since that came out. Oh, that one's really good. I, what about the original Gone in 60 Seconds? Anybody ever watch that? No. The one with Nicolas no. Cage? That's not the original? <laughs> no, it's not the, yeah. <laughs> I think there was one in the, what, it was in the 60s or something? Didn't know that. Yeah. I should have figured, though. That's that's still a great yeah. movie. I still recommend that movie. Gone the Nick Cage one? Yeah, Gone in yeah. 60 Seconds. <laughs> yeah. I would, not, I would not recommend that to a fucking 
nine year old. I love that movie. I, I, I oh my, you love it. When's the last time you guys watched that movie? When's the last time you guys watched that? Well, movie? no, okay, that you make a good point. Yeah. I, I have like a nostalgic kind of love for that. Yeah, movie. okay, well, keep those glasses on and don't ever watch it again. <laughs> Gone in God, 60 seconds. Uh, what yeah. else? What are the car movies? Well, I mean, I guess the Fast and the Furious, but. Um, but just the first one I didn't and I didn't really watch in, I mean I definitely didn't watch most of them I'll tell you that much yeah gone in 60 seconds but Vin Diesel something about Vin Diesel in that in that era remi- just reminds me of growing up because it's it starts with pitch black so you, you you know and I remember seeing that in theaters but that would I think that would have been pre-Matt right pitch black um yeah it's, it's about pre-muted by a little bit yeah, yeah. So, but Pitch Black and Fast and Furious. I mean, what else do you need? And Triple X. You remember Triple X? Hell yeah. Oh, no, don't watch Triple X. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to watch it again. But okay. It was okay. One, yeah, back then. Yeah, but oh, back when I was then, nineteen. Yes. When I was nineteen, Triple X was awesome. So, trying to like compare movies like action movies, that's really interesting to do over time, because if you want to go, because like if you if you if you, all you had to to watch was like um like uh, Die Hard, if it was if you were back in that era. And somebody put triple X on, you'd be like, fuck. Like this is this is this is like ramped up. If so, if somebody put crank on, you know? Crank. You remember crank? It's, all right. it, it's probably terrible now, but in no, its dude. in its time, in its time. No, it's not terrible now. Jason Statham has <laughs> sex with Amy Smart in public in, in public. That movie. Yes, he, he does. He if does. You if you pack yourself something, crank is enjoyable. <laughs> Kyle's so, absolutely right. He's just running around like, oh, I need some runs. Hey, hey, I'm going to bang someone on a, on a tennis track. I'm not tennis track, horse track. Jason yeah, State. It's, it's a fun watch. You got, <laughs> you, got, you got Dwight Yoakam in there trying to sell him drugs. I love Dwight Yoakam. Oh, man, that's my mom's boy. I love Dwight Yoakam. Yoakam Strokem, they called him. Why don't you Excuse suck me? my left nut, Kyle said the other day. <laughs> they called him Yoakam Strokem? Listen, I don't know if that wasn't my mom's nickname or if that was a real nickname, but my mom called it that. Yoakum <laughs> Stroko. Wow, that's interesting. I love that dude's listen, music. Oh, it's not getting into if it was a special nickname or not. I don't want but yeah. <laughs> Dwight Yoakum, he's still acting, man. He's still getting rules. Yeah. All right, Matt. So we're over two hours. This is what I want to. I want. I wanted to do mo- movies with you, and we kind of did some. Not not as much as I we could have done. So let me ask you: of all the shit that I've missed in the last decade, what what are the recommendations? What, what's worth? That's such watching. a heavy question. You it is. I'm sorry. It's unfair. No, it's actually it's unfair. Fine, question. No, it's, it's fine. I'd love to give you a few that will maybe impact both of you. Uh, okay. So first of all, Thunder Road. Did either of you watch that? Nope. Thunder Road. Watch. I, I don't want to tell you. I don't even want to tell you the plot because where's the fun in that? Yeah. T- Enjoy a good movie. Enjoy a good movie. It's a good drama. Tell me who, um, who's in it though. Kurt no Russell. one you're gonna know. No one you're okay. gonna know really. Okay. I Kurt. wish Kurt Russell was in it. <laughs> right. Keep going. Uh, no one you're really gonna know. Uh, there's a foreign movie that just left such a such an impact on me. I try to get so many people to watch it. No one has. It's called Climax. I'll tell you a little bit about it, but I don't want to spoil it. Climax? What? What is it? It's a, it's a foreign flick. So you oh. got to be open for subtitles, but you're both fucking intelligent and can yeah. read. Okay. Uh, Climax. I believe it's on Prime now. I can't remember. It's streaming on something though. Uh, it's, a, it's a dance troupe. Is that the right word? Say, troupe? can you spell the name? Because I can't tell if you're saying Climac or Climat. T or K? I can't. I, I can spell it out as, as, as easy. Sure. G-L-I-M-A-X. X. Oh, X. Okay. Cl- climax. Yeah, my, okay. My bad, man. Like an All orgasm. Right. Like an orgasm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Climax. Climax. 
I'm familiar with those. So it, it's a dance troupe or a group of dancers in an isolated space out wherever. I don't know where it is. And the first night, not night, the first 40 minutes, and you're just getting to know these characters. They're all four, you're getting to know them. They all have dreams of becoming dancers. And then someone spikes the drink. And I don't want to tell you what with what or what happens, okay. but that's the premise of the movie. And I, it's the movie is just so beautifully shot, and it's so unique. And, and, and the horror, the horror aspect of it. There's no monsters. There's no demons. There's, there's not even a, a. There's not even really a message. But man, it's just a movie that just it, it left an impact on me. Okay, all right. So uh, while we're uh, t- while we're talking about foreign movies or subtitled movies. Um, uh, Kyle and I, Kyle and I always bring up Apocalypto and Passion. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there was another one. Apocalypto, so good. Oh, 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 oh! Another one that Matt that Matt got me into that nobody will ever watch with me because it's subtitled is Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, excellent, Guillermo del Toro. Yes, yes. Excellent movie. All right, that's keep... a that's that's a horror movie, man. It is. That's a great movie, man. I just watched, I was super late and so ashamed, but I think it was the runtime that got me over time. Not that I don't like a lot, I love long movies, but just sometimes you don't have the time, but I just watched Lady in the Water for the first time. Oh, oh shit. Lady in the Water is one of my favorites. and It, it got it was terrible. fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you, man. Yeah, I agree. Michael Shannon, if I, can, if I can marry a dude, it would be Michael Shannon, I think. I fucking love that guy. He's so good. Shout, um, shout out to Shyamalan. Michael Shannon. Uh, one more, one more. Since you asked, I'll give you one more. I'll give you three. Okay. And if you've seen this one, I'll, I'll pull another one. Did you, either of you watch Green Room? Nope. No. Neither of you? No. Oh, guys. Green Room is it's Anton Yelchin. Rest in peace. Oh, shit. I love that guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then. Anton Yelchin, I'll tell you the premise, and then just let you, I'll, let you, I'll, let, I'll let, let you guys get it watch it. They're in a punk rock band, small, 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 punk, you know, they play to 10 people. They're out in the middle of nowhere. Anton Yelchin, and also has, did you guys ever watch Arrested Development? Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Come on, man. Michael, Michael. well, since we've split ways, there's so much content. <laughs> I don't, I don't, we haven't been able to bond over television yeah. and movies. So Arrested I don't know what, Development is one of my favorite shows. I fucking uh, love that show. Absolutely. Okay, good. Me too. I love it. Uh, Michael Sarah's cousin. Yep, maybe. Uh, Alia Shawkat. They, there you go. She's in it. Yeah. She's fucking beautiful. She's in it. So, um, Anton Yelchin's in a punk band. She's in the band as well. They're in the middle of nowhere. They're playing to a bar of 20 people. And they realize they're like, oh, you guys look like, kind of like skinheads. So let's play Nazis suck. Some old punk song. Or fuck Nazis. Some, some anti-Nazi song. Yep. That clearly in the chorus says fuck Nazis. And they play the song. And they're in the middle of nowhere. And it's called Green Room. There's Anton Yelchin. Oh, All shit. Right. Watch, that, watch that fucking movie. All right. Yep the um the the Yelchin movie that I bring up from time to time is the one he did with um with um what's the handsome uh, Downey Downey what was it called Charlie 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 Bartlett I never Bartlett seen that one. Dude, you should watch Charlie Bartlett it was, yeah it surprised me actually and another thing you should watch if you haven't done this already is uh, um, a show called Life I think it is it's um or or Derek. Or maybe both. Derek. Oh, I watched Life of Derek. I watched Life of Derek. No, 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 no. Derek. It's called. Oh. It's called Derek. It's got the. Oh, Derek with Ricky Gervais. With Ricky Gervais. You, did you watch it's, it? That was so good. So good, man. So good. Uh, Gervais has, has a new show I'm one season into on Netflix, Afterlife. Afterlife. Yes, that's the other one I was thinking of. Yep. Oh, 
I don't, I don't watch first season, but that one, that's a heartbreaker, man. It's a, heart, it's a heartbreak. It's good, though. Ricky Gervais uh, is oh, doing some Rick, interesting shit. I Ricky watched Gervais Derek, is my hero. Yeah, yeah. I still love the old Ricky Gervais show. I, I love oh, going I, back and watching oh, episodes yeah. of that. Yep. Absolutely. Um, he, yeah. He's uh, he's doing God's work. Uh, okay, you got any recommendations for Matt while we've got him on the phone? Do I have any recommendations? Did, did you for Did Matt? you ever watch Freud on Netflix? Watch what? Freud. F R E U D. Freud. Freud, like Doctor Freud. Yeah. No. It's a show. It's a show. It's on net. It's on Netflix. I believe it is Netflix, right? I don't know. It's called Freud. It's it's in, done in German, so you have to read it. But that's what kept okay, okay. that's what that's what kept me from watching it. But once I did, I I could not be, believe how good it was and it, because it's about the early days of psychology that shit really interests me so maybe that oh, maybe, no, maybe that's part of it but it's really good dude yeah oh, man. Yep. i meant Absolutely. to watch that too i never got around to it i, I should try that uh that show babylon berlin on netflix is really good that's a german subtitled show um, babylon berlin yep. yeah babylon berlin Okay. Did, um, well, now I gotta have to. Now I have to listen to this episode so I can write these down. Uh, and did you ever? Yeah. Did, did you ever check out the Frankenstein Chronicles? No. What the fuck is it, it's, it's on. It's on Netflix. It stars Edard Edard Stark, whatever that actor's name is. And Edward, oh, okay. Um, what's his face? Yeah, Sean, I'm, I'm Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Sean Bean. It, it's 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 set in Victorian Victorian England, and it's dry. It's a British show, so it's dry. So that you have to understand that. But it's a it's a horror thriller mystery type of show, and it surprised me how much I liked it. Um, the second se- second season. There's two seasons. You got to watch them both. Okay. All right. All right. The. Um, one of the best shows that I've watched in years was that show that was on HBO, The Leftovers. Did you ever watch that, Matt? I've heard no, but I've heard good things oh, from so many good. podcasts. So good. Uh, Scott, uh, I can remember his name. I want to. I want to say his name is Thomas Jane, but that's not it. It's not, not at Thomas all. Jane. No, no. <laughs> it's the bad guy from Your Highness. Yeah. What and uh, from from Wanderlust, he was the hippie. He was kind of a bad guy. That's what's his name? I can't remember. Uh, he was he was, not, he was he was married to Jen Aniston for a while, or he's dating her. I know that. Um, yeah, no, I've always heard good things about leftovers. So I'll, I'll definitely get into that. And it's going to kill me that I can't remember that guy's name. But yeah, that is a great <laughs> show. So you know what? He's good. You know what I've noticed while we're talking is that when we were younger, all of our favorite movies were comedies for the most part, and, and some yeah. hor- and some horrors, but but comedies mostly. And and now everything we're talking about is dramas and and horror. You know, and, and like it's a different type of movie altogether that we're recommending at this point in our lives. I think, yeah. I think that's interesting. Uh, I think I've said it to you recently. Um, now when I watch things, I really need to be kicking the nuts. <laughs> what, like, what do you mean? I, I, obviously, I can still enjoy a good comedy. I love comedy. Uh, I, I need to just, I need to be uncomfortable. Oh, my um, God. Like, like I, 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 I like it. And I think you said to me back when I said this to you, um, you, you feel enough uncomfortableness out in the world, and the world bad enough out there. You don't, When you watch a movie, you want to. Uh, I, I've just seen exactly too many right. happy. I've seen too many happy tales. I'm over the happy tales, so I just. I want to be punched in the gut, man. I want, I want. That's interesting that you say that, that. Be- because I, I do things like that too. But let me tell you what I mean. For a while, I was taking cold showers, just because, yeah, yeah. just because I wanted to suffer a little bit. Yeah, I um, get it. Kyle started fasting. He inspired me, so I went. I went three days without eating fo- any food. So I just wanted. I just wanted to suffer on purpose, and that's what you're talking about. You, you, you're watching those movies. 
You know, yeah, but not physically. Not physically, though. Not, a, not physically. It's a different kind. I yeah. think Chris would. It, it, could, it, it, go ahead. No, no, no I, was just, I was just saying it's different. Go on. Oh, uh, I think that Chris would concur that fasting for three days is a lot less suffering than you would imagine. It it was. It was a lot less suffering. It was. That sounds awful. It was. Dude, it's so. It's so easy, and it's not like that's what that's what was so crazy is yeah. that I expected it to be harder than it was, and when I decided to eat, I wasn't even hungry. I just said I enough. I just I said enough's enough. I don't understand why why you didn't get a piece of pizza. I just don't understand it. <laughs> so I I, uh, I told Kyle. I'll tell I'll tell you and everyone everyone else who's listening out on the internet um, that I'm going to I'm going to keep trying fasting for a little while just to experiment with it, and I'm going to try to eat every other day. And, and when I'm eating, I'm just eating one meal. So one meal every other day. That's what I'm going to try to do for a little while and see how it goes. Yeah. Why? Just to just to see how it goes because I've never done it before and I want to see what it will do to me. Will it will it make me? Will I be tired? Will I will I feel great? Will I? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. What Kyle, Kyle did it for a week and he said his his vision got sharp and his peripheral vision got better and he was like super surprised at how the effects not eating were having on him and I'm I was like I want to fucking experiment. See, it sounds like I, I realized that when I talk to pe- people about this. That it sounds almost like I'm just gonna like starve myself. It sounds almost like anorexia. Yeah. But it's not because when I do eat, I'm like looking forward to eating. I want to eat. Right. Um, I just think that uh, people have been operating under this three meals a day thing for a long, long time. And I just, I'm not 100% sure that that's good for you, having your stomach processing shit all the time. And like that expends energy, you know, like you breaking down your food. What's up? He said, I can, I can get, get behind. behind that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I probably usually eat one once a day usually. Yeah. I can't eat at work because my stomach and it's stupid, so I'll usually yeah. eat dinner at night. Yeah, but you, that, you I have always for, had that, a very sensitive stomach. Yep. Yeah, I have. It's so stupid. But I look forward to that one meal, man. Like, I, I, I definitely, yeah. Yeah, see, but, yeah, three meals might be too much. This, but. this is what's weird is when you, when you strap on the discipline helmet and you just say, look, I'm not doing that. And then you, then you like obey that you know you let yourself obey that if you, if you can be disciplined about it and say no what happens is i don't have that helmet i don't have that helmet Chris. <laughs> i don't know where you got it from but i don't have one well you you do have that helmet because you were just saying you watch those movies because you kind of like being uncomfortable you're, you're doing that to yourself the same way i'm doing it to myself i just choosing to you know suffer th- by not eating you know there's way there's way there's way too much pleasure in life from food and i'm suspicious of that i'm suspicious of the power that pleasure has over me like um it's one thing that i'm noticing as i'm getting older is like you you kind of have to pay attention to yourself and you realize like that's that's the thing you know you don't get too many pleasures so you know pleasure yourself with a cheeseburger man you don't get much (laughs) i just wonder i wonder nowadays how much pleasure is good? Because it seems like it seems like too much is a problem. One cheeseburger isn't too much, buddy. <laughs> but I also have you know. I also have weight to lose, man. I don't know how many COVID pounds you put on, but I put on probably thirty of them. Pounds? Pounds? Man, pounds. I've seen I've, I've seen both of you skinny motherfuckers. I don't want to hear anything about that. Get out of here. I definitely, I definitely put a bunch of the weight that I lost back on, but I've been, I've been chipping away at it too, so that's good. I just don't want to die uh, when I'm fifty-five. Like I don't. I would really... take you. I would take you both to a ball. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, if you want to get in, if you want to 
talk about that. Yeah, that's that's what you should talk. Definitely eat better. I get that. I'm not that I am. I'm not saying that. But if you guys are eating better, I can definitely support that. I can support that over uh, this fucking not eating for seven days thing, guys. Come on. Knock it off. You know what, man? Uh, you know how I said that doing that, not eating, and seeing how long I can go before I notice how feeling weird or different or whatever, yeah. is like one of those things that you just you, you never experiment with because you're always we always have food. We're always able to eat at least, at least every day, our whole lives. You know, it's like, I never spent much time being hungry or wondered about it. Yeah. And I never also, I never practiced like, like very much with sleep or with breathing. And those are things that you can actually fuck around with if you want. Sure. And the, that Wim Hof guy, that, that, that crazy Wim Hof guy that went on Rogan is talking about, he's the guy that got me into cold showers. He's talking about these crazy breathing exercises and I did them for like a week and my I could hold my breath for 30 seconds when I started. And when I was done, I could hold my breath for two minutes. Two minutes of me sitting there not breathing. It's unbelievable. And I never knew that I could do that because I never fucking tried. Yep. That's, yep. That, that's why I'm fasting like I am, just because I never tried it. Right on. Power to you, buddy. Right on. <laughs> um, when you... When you were doing it, did you notice any kind of like mental acuity or any and anything like that? No, I don't think I noticed really like any kind of n- noticeable improvements in anything. But not a deterioration either. No, right? that yeah. was. I thought I would feel like more hungry after day two, and I thought I would feel start to feel like lethargic, like I would be tired or my brain would be not quick mm-hmm. or something. But I didn't have any of that. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, you know, with all the COVID stuff that's going around, I think it's interesting that this fasting, if you go longer than 24 hours of not eating, your body goes into that thing that we talked about before called autophagy, which like reinvigorates your immune cells. Mm. So I, you know, I just think that that's, that's interesting. Well, you know, what comes to my mind is, I don't know if, if you guys, how often you got sick growing up, but it used to happen to me like once a year, I get a fever. It just would happen to me, and I'd be out for like at least a day, maybe two days. And um, I, when I had a fever, like I wasn't eating, so that I would go like a couple of days sometimes without eating. And that's interesting because then if that's happening, then maybe that's that's, that's part of getting better. Yeah. Oh, Doctor Kyle in the house. Doctor Kyle, that's terrifying. Hey Matt, it's almost two and a half hours. Did uh, I don't want to blaze to miss her opportunity to say hello to the world. Yep, you like your podcast. I thought you did. Come on. Say hi. Well, tell her we said hi. Chris and Kyle say hi. Hey, we never be on, may never get a chance to be on a podcast again. I'm going <laughs> to put this on my head or on Instagram. I made you and I was on a podcast once. Done. I'm good. <laughs> Come on. All right. This beautiful face is saying no. All right. You don't, you don't, you don't even want to say, uh, you say, uh, I got no funny jokes. I'm on the spot right now. Nothing. <laughs> All right. Love you. Tell her, open invitation. Open invitation. You can come back whenever you want. If you decide you want to later on, they said you can come on the podcast anytime. They said they'll talk about She-Ra. They'll talk about The Descendants. Yep. Whatever you want to talk about. You could talk about watching Halloween for the first time last night, what you thought of it. Give me your critiques on the movie and how the actors did. Jamie Lee Curtis, how did she do? Blaze did notice right away. (laughs) Pardon me. She's... Jamie Lee Curtis in that movie is clearly 37 years old. And he says, this girl is not a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing, nothing slips by her. Nothing. All right. Hey, man, did you have fun doing the, doing the conversation? 
oh my god this is the funnest conversation in my entire life <laughs> we should do it more there's no reason why we shouldn't do it more i agree with that i'm never going to talk on the phone again unless it's an experience like this <laughs> <laughs> all right listen i love you i'm going to play I, the, i'm going to go ahead sorry. i fully believe that you and colin should start a podcast together i would listen to that that's the best idea that i had in this podcast Man, it's, it's a super good idea. I worry that no one in a million years would want to listen to anything I have to say. Yeah, but, but you don't do it for them, right? You do it for you. That's right, yeah, exactly. That's we, right. We're just having fun, you know? That's right. Hopefully, I, I would like people to listen. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, um, bro. All right, okay. I love you both. Hold on, wait, hold on. I'm going to play the outro music before I hit the stop on the record, and then I'll just keep talking to you for a minute. So hold on one sec. Okay, so the podcast is ending right now. Not not until the music's over. So shut up. When the, so when sh- the, can I can I talk over the music as long yeah. as the music's on the well, podcast yeah. on yeah, we're on sure. the air. Yeah, for yeah. sure, That's you can talk over, but don't. You playing them already? Right now, yeah. I hope you enjoyed this guy doing. Along with cut us. me off with this guy. I know, I know. It's not easy work. <laughs> he turned it up. That's some of the bitch. It's hard and full of uncertainties, but I'm grateful for the company as we trek this through this name? together. Here's to we say it was Steve. Steve. Worth the squeeze. See, See what, what I did there? there? Let's find out together in the next episode. You wrote this? I wrote it, yeah. Yeah. All right, that's it, guys.